podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Duncan is here to keep you running with a much-needed taste of normal. To work, home, or work from home with the coffee you like just the way you like it. Whether that's a small hot black coffee, your daily 2 p.m. latte, or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant and a medium iced coffee with oat milk, one sugar, two pumps of caramel, one pump hazelnut, a swirl of French vanilla, and a shot of espresso. I call it my p.m. pep rally. You should really try it. Whatever it is that gets you running, Dunkin's got you and always will. America runs on Dunkin'. Haverty's Furniture is here to help you get set for the season with up to $1,000 off. So you can set the stage with style and set the bar more beautifully. So why not settle in together on a new sofa? Because being at home doesn't mean having to settle for less. Even though the holidays feel a little different this year, Haverty's Furniture can help you create the perfect holiday setting with up to $1,000 off plus 0% interest. Hello, welcome to another Touchline Frackers podcast. My name is Lewis and uh, today I'm joined by Ife, the Chelsea fan. How you doing, mate? I'm good, bro. What are you saying? I'm good, man. I'm good. You, you going for that, like, you still want lockdown haircut? Or what, what's yeah, going? man. What's no trim yet. No trim yet. No trim yet. No trim. Six months. So, wow. six months next week. Wow. Any reason behind that or? Nah, nothing. I, I think I was just growing it and then I just thought, oh, well, let me just get to the six month mark and then see how it goes, bro. That's it. <clears throat> Fair enough. Can't argue with that. I might try the same, but you know, I've got, <laughs> got to keep a bit long on the top of my, my mop. You know what I mean? So, Harold, don't you start talking, mate. Yeah, don't you start talking because you are follically challenged, aren't you? I've even said a word yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. On that note, we got Harold, the Liverpool fan. Yes, yes, hello, hello. How are you, mate? I'm very, very good. I'm very, very good. Uh, we got Ohio, the Spurs fan, who I believe is is calling in from Liverpool. Yes, I am up north, uh, lockdown pending. Uh, I've been on the main pod in about a year, so yeah, good to be back. Wow. I can't see what your barnet looks like because you've got a do-rag on, so... <laughs> nice. It's, it's, oh. it's kind of fluffy still. It's not too far yeah. off me, though. Right. It's all right. Okay, okay. Cool. And uh, we got Seb, the United fan, holding it down by himself today. Yeah, Mara's man. done a runner. Them, them, them punks done a runner. So I'm just uh, holding, holding down the fort. Yeah, heard this is on holiday again. Oh, yeah. holiday, that guy. He's, he's, he's a fort, man. He's a nasty. Yeah, bro. He, he, he's somewhere hiding about, bro, because yeah. his, his beloved Pogba let him down, bro. I'm yeah. not trying to hear that. Pogba played, Pogba played that this year on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, 
Oh, we're gonna talk about it one day. Uh, oh, on that note, actually, that's a that's a perfect segue to the to the Patreon stuff. You guys have just released a new Patreon segment called uh, Pogba Watch. That'll yes. be on Mugger. Yeah. Uh, so. If I do say so myself, very much worth the five pound. Um, I, I'm going to be signing up to that out of my own pocket, even though I've got the passwords to the patrons. I, I will be signing up to that just to listen to that specifically. I might even join you on one of the episodes. How about that, Seb? You'd love That'll that. That would be amazing. You? That'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you now. I'll get you the footage. I'll get you commentary. I'll get you the stats. The analysis. Everything. Don't worry, bro. Mariah was already asking me for the game footage, mate. He asked me for Pogba footage only. That's what he asked me for. So I know. I know an episode is loading this week. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah so um guys if you want to join any of the club patrons we got we got loads of content like that um and you can find the links to the patron in the podcast bio at the bottom whether you're listening on spotify youtube or or um apple um along with those uh perks of being a patron you get access to our discord lives which we've been doing all weekend for all the premier league games so you can join the discord lives for um live match commentary which is pretty funny Mainly from the people actually on the Discord rather than the actual panel. <laughs> but, but, you know, we, we live off their jokes. So, um, yeah, join that um, if you want to be involved in some alternative entertainment on a, on a weekend rather than listening to your usual Sky Sports and BT commentary or even BBC these days. Um, yeah, I think that's a bit about it for the plugs. Um, guys, let's, let's start with the, the first game of the weekend then. Um, man, so many goals this week. Jeez, like, I was looking through the scorelines. It's like every game is... Fucking seven, eight goals. Um, let's start with Everton West Brom then, because that's 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 quite an interesting game. Because um, obviously, much has been made of Everton's new new look midfield, and you know, many jokes have gone about you know Everton's business. Um, you know, over the past few years, where they seem to sell, where they seem to buy these players who are like you know, kind of in between top four. But, but but maybe too good for the top seven, too good for the, the bottom 14, basically. So, obviously, um, we saw a Hammers masterclass um, and a, and a Calvert-Lewin as well. Absolutely immense. Like, he's turned into a proper, proper player. Um, Harold, um, you reckon you could do with Calvert-Lewin up front for Liverpool? <laughs> no, 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 we're right still. Thank you, though. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, we'll yeah. You know, man, man's saying that with confidence now because Firmino got a cheeky assist today, bro. He's nasty. <laughs> yeah. He's nasty. <laughs> they they get it how they can. Yeah, yeah. I've, been, I, I, I've criticized Dominic Carvalhoon too much in my lifetime to go and say he can, he can start before Firmino. That's all. It's my That's pride. That's what, what do you guys think of Everton anyway? Because... um. Obviously, they had a fantastic victory over Spurs, which they completely outplayed Spurs. Sorry, Ohio. Uh, they completely outplayed you guys um, on the first week of the season. And, and then they've taken uh, West Brom to the sword in this game, in, in a game that they... I know I know, West Brom went down to 10 men, but they only really looked like one winner in that game. You know, Everton looked yeah. really strong. Hammers running the show. If, what, do you, what do you think about um, Everton and their ambitions for the season? Do you think, do you think they could really make a push for that, into that top six? I mean... I think their midfield generally is probably one of the better out of the top six. Um, I think for me, they've got a better midfield than Arsenal, I'd say. I'd yeah. say they might have a... Arguably, you can make a case. You can make a case for them having a better midfield than Spurs, I'd say. Um, <clears throat> in terms of the ones that play anyway. Um, so they're definitely, they're definitely there and thereabouts. And obviously, when you've got a player that's got gold dust in Hammers Rodriguez... Um, 
anything's really possible. Um, I think defensively, they're still a little bit shaky. And Alan is still adjusting a little bit. I think there's a couple of instances where um, West Brom were getting through at the defence straight away. Um, but they're a good team. They're a good team. I think I, I like what I've seen so far. And like with most... Con- um, um, Carl and Charlotte sides um, they're very exciting and they're going to be very uh, a big exciting um, watch at the very least but we'll see Calvert-Lewin obviously I don't think he's the greatest of strikers in, in regards to like his finishing ability his ability to finish but one thing that you could um, you always get from him is great work great, great work ethic and his ability to sniff out you know opportunities mm. like he'll get it he'll get himself into decent opposition decent positions to get him um get himself a goal so i, I he could probably he could probably do decently this season him and richarlison are potent enough threat and obviously james rodriguez with the the gold dust they could they could definitely damage and hurt a couple uh, a lot of teams this season yeah that's that's what happens when you have a manager that actually plays your <clears throat> tells you to score rather than the new Barcelona manager who used to play Calvert Lewin right wing back. So that probably helps. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, do you know what though? Right wing back. On, Not even centre back. Yeah, on top right of back. Everton though, you know how we every year I feel like we come on and we're like, oh, Everton spent a lot of money and they've done nothing this year. Like you get the same story every year. But genuinely I think this year might be different. I generally think mm. they could make some inroads. Like that, that midfield is quality. And, and Meads is right. Um, Alan got, got caught napping a few times. I think he needs to adjust to the fact that he's been concentrated at all times. All times. Even, even the likes of West Brom can, can, can nip in ahead of you. Pereira was, was, was doing his thing for West Brom. He's, he's, a, he's a very good player. But by the, yeah, Dian Garner as well. Yeah, Dian mm. Garner, yeah. Brilliant. They're literally a two-man team, West Brom. They're going straight down. Fuck you, know. <laughs> what? But, I'm but, so angry at West Brom and Fulham. Like, what? Wh- why are you even here? Uh, I just want to give a, a quick shout-out to Lewis's boy, Kieran Gibbs, you know, future uh, England left-back. Yeah, my, my boy, about I don't know 10 what years happened, ago. Bro. What, what yeah. happened to that? What happened to that, bro? He was livid, fam. He was living just slap got a left back, apparently. I don't know. Someone wrote an article about that. I don't yeah, know. you wrote an article. <laughs> you, bro. You. Wrote you. It was you. You wrote an article. I was right, though. Where he is now? He must forget on life left back, is he? I was, uh, you know, he called me an oracle. Slimy. But no, but on, on the topic of Everton, they, they do look better, man. And one thing I'll say about, about Carpe Lewin is that I like, like me, I don't think he's the greatest of strikers, but he knows what the goal is, man. Like, even his goal, you don't look at me like, oh my God, what a finish. Like, one was a scuff finish, one was off his back. But, bro, listen, a goal's a goal's a goal. So I'm never going to complain about getting a hat here, man. Yeah, he's like Duncan Ferguson reincarnated, isn't he? He's like so he good in the air. Like working. the goal against Spurs, the header against Spurs was just oh, ridiculous. That was funny, though. That, yeah. That, that, yeah. Was yeah, that was ridiculous. And 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 you're right, he does sniff out these chances. Like you, you wouldn't necessarily back him to, you know, you, you he he wouldn't be in your top five strikers to say like, oh, if he's one on one, you know, you're going to back Calvert to score. But he does yeah. seem to get these scrappy little goals where. You know, he's and they'll pick up if you've got hammers providing you with these. You know, he put on a masterclass yesterday. I know mm. Doc Calvert Lewin probably got man in the match because he got a hat trick. It's very difficult to, you know, give the man a match to anyone else. But Hammers showed out yesterday and he showed like what he's going to be bringing to the Premier League. And just in terms of Hammers, where, where do you think he ranks in, you know, like Premier League players right now? Do you think he's amongst the best? Um, I think it's premature, but in terms of what he's capable of producing, he's definitely right up there in terms of talent because 
he's a fantastic footballer, million percent. I feel like a, a lot of it, in terms of why it didn't work out for him at Madrid, was just a lot of it was just based down to options and Real Madrid having a, a stacked, stacked team. And when you have a stacked team, it's going to be quite difficult to to feed as many mouths as you have, especially in that area where you've got Isco, you had Hammers, you had Bale, you have Vinicius as well. So it's just like and Hazard now. So it's just like there was a lot to to consider in regards to his position. And when when in a, I guess when when you're at a club like Madrid, and you're not really kicking on and doing you know stand out all the time, your position is always up for grabs. Um, but in terms of the prem. It's hard to say. It's hard to say, and I don't want to be making a, a premature one. But he's definitely, in terms of talent, he's right up there, man. Right up there. Like there's very few. Every team. There's very few. Yeah. There's very few players. There's very few players that can do what he can do and find passes which he can find. Because the masterclass wasn't even just about assists. It was all around balling out. You know what I mean? Like he barely. Ra- like the thing is with him, he was playing all at his own pace, and he had the capacity to do that because he's that talented. I saw a stat. He said zero sprints. That's nuts. Zero. That's nuts. But he I was guess, always I moving. Guess that's it. That maybe that's his downfall, though, right? Like, I, I, yeah. I like Harold, you wouldn't want that in your team, would you? Zero sprints. Yeah, yeah. In our workhorse midfield, no, he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's not gonna work, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But on, on, a, on a serious note, yeah, he clearly he plays a top talent. I think you can, you, Lou, I think you're about to say, um, is there a team he doesn't get into? I think maybe Man City. City. Yeah, exactly. But then yeah. I would. It's between him and Bernardo, isn't it? It's like who are you gonna who's who's coming out? You go for Bernardo. Yeah, mm. which, which is fair. I feel like I feel like you can you you, you can argue a case for for either. I mean, he's de- he's definitely better than Bruno. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely better than anything Arsenal have. Um, <laughs> Ohio, where where would he fit in that Spurs? He well, wherever Dele Alli thought he was gonna play, he would play there. <laughs> yeah, in a, if we if we back to four two three one, he would play. He would play in the ten easily. Um, obviously, we're back in four three three a bit more. I've noticed to sort of when people said the midfield, I think people forget that they're putting Andre Gomez in this conversation because obviously, technically, Gomez yeah. is coming off the right on a free true, roll thing. True, true, um, true. Yeah, but just if me, me personally, if we had him, I would probably use him in a similar way we used Ericsson, where Ericsson basically played left wing the entire year, but wasn't a left winger. He was a wide playmaker. Um, I don't know where, I wouldn't trust Mourinho with that talent, if I'm being really honest with you. That's the only way I can answer that question. Is there, is there any talent you would trust Mourinho with? Not, not a damn no, no. <laughs> not, not a damn talent. <laughs> Unless they're like a workhorse, like a defensive player, yeah, a workhorse. Yeah. Very difficult not. to trust Mourinho with any talents, bro. Yeah, but but yeah, very very impressive win from Everton. Obviously, they um that's now two very very impressive wins, and and they they're going on strong. The second game on Saturday was uh, Leeds Fulham, another very entertaining game from Leeds. Who you know, I think we. I, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I think when when Leeds come up, I expect them to be quite regimented. And um, I look at their squad, and I don't really see too much individual bits of quality, but mm. um. Like, I don't look at their squad and be like, wow, yeah, he's a good player. You know, I've never heard of most of them before. I, I think that's what I'm saying. I, think I was going to say that's probably down to a little bit of ignorance in the fact that you Maybe. just probably haven't, you just haven't seen their yeah, individual I'm very quality. Ignorant. I'm very, very, of very Of course, we know the vibes. We know the yeah, vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But in terms of individual quality, I think they've got, you know, Costa's a good player. Um, Bamford's a decent scorer. I wouldn't say that he's a. In terms of Premier League level. Yeah, but Costa, but you have to. It's almost like saying. 
uh, Buendia last season, like because he was an unknown entity, but you can see that he's a he's a quality player. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I guess it, it it all depends on, I guess you having a, a, a greater level of exposure to these players, basically more than anything, because Costa you can definitely see he's got prem level quality. Um, but Leeds are they're an interesting one because, like you say. Generally, they are quite, well, especially well in the championship. And I guess it, it kind of showcases um, the difference in level um, from the championship to the Premier League because <clears throat> last season, they were relatively solid. Um, <clears throat> they were able to grind out wins. But this season, it's looking almost like they're just incapable of keeping a clean sheet. They let teams back into games. They let teams into games so so easily. Um because all, all it really took for Fulham to, to kind of get back in the game was add a little bit more urgency to their play and start taking more shots. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in terms of offensive play and their capacity to build and create chances, Leeds are probably one of the better sides like that I've seen come up from the championship and do that. Um, so they're going to be entertaining watch, but I do fear for them in the sense that if they don't keep, if they don't start keeping clean sheets, it could be quite problematic for them yeah because defensively they look horrendous uh, yeah uh, because it's not gonna it's not it, you're not gonna score four goals every game basically i feel like leeds is uh, um a, a team that will benefit from the crowd so i feel like the crowd not being there um is definitely probably is definitely hindering them um because especially uh, uh, you know sometimes when uh you're playing these games I, i'm sure some players unconsciously go into training mode do you know what i mean so they're 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 a bit lax, and hence why they're having to score four goals every game because you know they ain't got the crowd on their back, and even even for like motivational purposes, you know when you got the crowd there and. Do you know what I mean? And when you're playing good football and the crowd's cheering, you know, it's like it's that positive reinforcement, you do it again. And I feel like, um, yeah, that Leeds is definitely a team um, that definitely thrives off the crowd. So the crowd not being there is probably why we're seeing, um, you know, them concede goals and just also, yeah, just uh, loads of mistakes on their end. But also uh, another bit could be they need to adjust to the tempo of the premiership. Because it's all fun and well playing good football in the championship when you're when you know the tempo's much slower, you're able to pass it around and get those goals and whatever. But if the tempo tempo of the prem is just that bit faster, um, you know people are you know on your heels. I feel like they may need to adjust. So I'm just probably going to give them time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I could agree to an extent, but also, but the the main thing is Fulham came up with them in the championship. So Fulham, they don't really, they've not really changed. Like they're, they're, the nucleus of their squad is pretty much the same. Um, they well, I think Leeds smacked them up last season three 0 in the championship. I mean, their last game, I think both games. So the the tempo and especially I guess the way that they play generally shouldn't really change. I just feel like the way that that game turned out and the way it transpired is that Leeds were so far ahead they were four one up got complacent and they just took yeah they got complacent and so they fought off the gas and when you take your foot off the gas at any level yeah uh, you let teams back in and like I said once Fulham, once Fulham started to pile on a bit of a aggression and um, I guess urgency in their play it. Leeds didn't have to react to their first goal and then the second goal came straight um, I mean the, um, the second goal that they conceded after they were falling up it just came straight after so it's just like they just didn't handle that occasion well and I guess probably like you say if if the crowd was there they might have been able to handle it a little bit better but 
it's, it's I, interesting. I, I just worry a bit, a bit about Leeds because I think that they had a lot of expectations coming to see. When the last time you saw a, releg- uh, a promoted side come up and people were talking about, yeah, top eight finish, top eight finish. And mm. I, I, I'm always a bit sceptical of them things because, like, those things... I think, yeah, uh, Wolves and maybe did, Bra- did Brighton do uh, one? I can't remember. Wolves did it. Um, I think I think Brighton got a top ten finish, or yeah. was it? A, I think they were just under top ten. Bournemouth did few. it as well, but not There's many. Been a few, but they, yeah, they all Wolves have a distinctive style. Yeah, yeah, they all, but they will do all. And one thing that you notice with all of these teams that do come up from the Championship, and people say, okay, yeah, they could be a top side in the league. They all come up with a distinctive style. And I think that's probably the reason as to why they believe that Leeds can actually potentially be like a mm. top top 10 team because of the style that they have and it's a distinctive style. Whereas you've got teams like Aston Villa that came up. You had teams like um, even Norwich. When Norwich was doing well, people kind of had expectations, but it got, ta- it got tapered early on because again, like Leeds, they were conceding loads of goals. Mm. You know what I mean? So... I think that's why people are starting to kind of taper their expectations about Leeds now because they've noticed, oh, okay, hold on. We're kind of expecting a solid, you know, as well, they play great football, but we're expecting a little bit of solidness with their play, but they're, they're, they're being quite, they're quite exposed and quite open. So we'll yeah. see with them. I think, I think they definitely need some better defenders, man, because some of these yeah. lads that are playing at the back they, for them, they're championship quality, man. Championship quality. Yeah, they, to be fair, they lost, they lost White, who's playing at Brighton right now. Yeah. Um, who looks fantastic, and he is a big loss. To be fair, he looks a he looks a big loss. So yeah, they they yeah. bought this guy. Is it Klitsch? I think is it, uh, no Koch or one of them. I think they bought him for like fifteen million Koch. from Germany, but he hasn't looked yeah. he hasn't looked good. So no, it's, it's Cooper and Koch right now, but uh, at centre back. But I don't think Koch has got anything on um, Ben White. To be honest, Ben White no, looks a no. big, big problem. Are we expect- Expecting anything from Fulham, I think. I mean, I said before uh, the Arsenal game, I looked at their team and I thought this is probably the worst Premier League t- side I've ever seen in my life. And mm. you know, Derby, Western Derby. I was gonna say. I mean, I don't really remember Barbie's team for team, uh, t- uh, player for player. But um, Fulham, Derby I looked at it and it is so mid. No way, this team is worse. Nah, no, Derby. Derby nah, nah. I could say I could. I could comfortably say no, simply because they've got a Premier League striker in Mitrovic who will get you goals. I think yeah. he got two goals. Um, he didn't play. They've got Derby. decent players. Yeah, but exactly. So they've got decent players. They've got decent players. But I, I'm concerned with them not because of their offensive side and even their midfield. I think their midfield's quite decent. And is a good player. I think he's quite yeah. solid. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, Tom Kearney, I don't have a problem. It's their defence, bro. Their centre-back. Hector, Hector, I've not seen a centre-back that bad. I think, I think he's genuinely the one of... He's one of the worst centre-backs I've ever seen. I, genuinely. And I'm shocked. I'm shocked, bro. Every Like, the D2 games I've seen him in, he's just making mistake after mistake, over-committing literally killing his centre-back partner every single game. Mm. And I don't know if he, he's not captain. I don't think he's captain, but he's a mainstay in that team. And it's just, it's really bad. Really, really bad. So I, I hope for their sake, they, they've been off Hector because that ain't it. That definitely ain't it at all. At all. They'll be but the down alternative very is pretty. Tim Ream. The alternative is Tim Ream, Mead, So I don't know. I don't know Tim Ream, but he probably might be better than Hector. He's 33 we'll years old and American. Not too sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, that's a bit <laughs> I think he signed for um, was it Swansea? He signed for initially. Who, Michael Hector? 
No, no, no. Um, Reem. <laughs> was it? Was this? What he was he, he came oh. straight from America. I remember, and he was. I met him. I think it was Bolton. Bolton, Bolton. I think I think it was Bolton, yeah. But I, I don't expect much from Fulham. I think they're I think they're probably going straight. I back think so as well. I think they're back down. I think West Brom back down as well. But for me, for me, I'll just say just on uh, on Hector, he's not even a centre back. For me, he's a centre mid. Like um, oh, really? when Chelsea bought him, well, he was playing. So it was at Reading. Chelsea bought him from Reading, and because um, he's tall. And whatever, like they just like positioned him as a centre back and was playing centre back for Reading. But I've seen him play centre mid, and I always thought when, like, growing up, he'd move on to centre mid. So for me, like, like he's he's quite technical, but like I feel like he's overthinking it a lot. Do you know what I mean? And because he's overthinking it a lot, he's just making bare mistakes. But if I was Fulham, I'd definitely move him away from centre back. Um, I'd, uh, definitely uh, playing centre mid. I, I, yeah, I don't think he's overthinking. Yeah, I don't think he's overthinking. Bro, I think he's doing too much. I think he's doing too much. I think he's so gassed that he's in the Premier League. I think he's so, like, so excited. And I expect that. I, I understand that, obviously, because he's had a journey. He's been on like 10 million loans. Mm. So I get it. I get it, bro. And now he's got a home at Fulham. But fam, no. Like, he's... he's Rushing out for everything, like he's so excited, he just doesn't know. Yeah, oh, mate, it's relax, poor. Man. And you know, you saw Scott Parker after the game. He's like, we, we, he's frustrated because he doesn't think the performances are bad. But in terms of sensing danger, and I think he's talking about Hector sensing danger, that smelling it out, sniffing it out, and that dealing with it, it's like poor. it's not, it's not there. So I think he's talking about Hector. Like, and I can see it. I can see it. It's not good, man. It's not good at all. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Crunchy Bars. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Delicious and convenient, both their toasted almond and lemon almond flavors have two grams of net carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein, all in a satisfying crunch. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Bars are now available in the granola bar aisle at Walmart. Let's um let's move on to United Palace then Seb. Um, sorry to have to do this to you, mate, but you know Palace. You're not, you're not, you're not you right sorry. Out. You're not sorry, mate. No, well, I'm not sorry. Oh, I'm generally sorry, mate. Generally, mm, generally sorry. Yeah, you know, sure. generally sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, th- th- this is th- th- Palace are are like your bogey team. They beat you last season, didn't they? Mm. You won mm-hmm. last season, so maybe it's not so much of a surprise that Palace come to Old Trafford and. Do the dirty deed over you lot. <laughs> yeah, no, with that match, it was, it was funny because when I saw the lineup, I was thought, all right, this is vintage manager tactics trying to prove a point to um, Woodward. You know, it's one of those ones where he's like, oh, it's all I got, mate. So Peak obviously, Jose, yeah? Yeah, Peak Jose. It's all I got, mate. So it's either you go into... Yeah, so, so it's either you go into the window or what you see today is going to be what goes on for the rest of the season. But also, another thing is, United have only played two games, um, whereas everybody else has played, like, pre-season games, like, four pre-season games or whatever. We played... Uh, well, we so, so after Sevilla, we played uh, Aston Villa, like, a week or two ago, and then the Palace game. Whereas Palace is, you know, they've had time to play games and they're obviously much sharper and I was evident um in the match I feel like every single person on that pitch for Man United was poor 
there wasn't one standout performance. Like everybody had their moments where I just say, like, you are absolute dog shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, everybody, like every, like literally everybody made mistakes. Nobody could execute basic things properly. Um, it, it 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 just it just looked like everybody was just not sharp, and then on top of that, it's like, all right, cool, fair enough. Nobody's sharp, that's cool. But um, Oli, Oli doesn't really do the coaching, so it's more McKenna and Carrick. But Oli still got to take the blame and that whatever because um, there isn't no clear style of play. Do you know what I mean? And um, when I kind of look at that and I see no clear style of play, and Oli's been here, what, 18 months or whatever, it's time to go, bro, because, you know, we still, we, we like, United fans know that there's there's things going on on the board and, you know, Glazer's taking money or whatever, whatever. But at the bare minimum, you have to bring in play, you have to bring in a coach who are going to implement the style of play and, Im- and improve the whole squad individually. That's not happening. So certain players have maybe improved and certain things look good or whatever, but the squad in general, yeah, it's, it's really poor. Sadly, sadly, I, I, I can't lie. I, I completely disagree. I think I think it's not only a tool, to be honest. I think it's a player's not playing for the team, not playing for the badge, not working hard enough. I think Oli needs to stay there for, for as, as long as necessary. To get of, course, of, of course you do. I, I also of course giving, you do. I also think you're giving Oli too much credit. Do you really think Oli's smart enough to be like, oh, I'm going to play McTominay and nah, Jake? No, he would. No, Oli 100% would do that because Oli, throughout the summer, has been uh, alluding to wanting more signings. Um, all the players are talking about more signings. The first thing Van der Beek said said is like, "Oh yeah, trade is sick, but we need more players." That's the first thing he said, bro. His first, inter- his first interview was like, "Oh, trainers hard. Yeah, these men are good or whatever, whatever. There's some really good players here, but yeah, we need more." Do you know what I mean? Like, like, sure, exactly. Sure, sure. After the game, it was like, oh, we need more. I was like, fam, we need, we need to go. It's you. You're going, bro. <laughs> bro. The player that comes in is coming to take your spot in it. So, whatever in it, like, everybody's saying we need more players. And, um, you know, no knock on Vanderbeek because I think he's a good player. And when he come on, he up the tempo, changed the game, and um, obviously got his goal. But just that signing... Okay, United needs squad depth, yeah. So I understand why we made that signing, but whoa, why we made whoa, that whoa. So wait, wait, but why we made that signing first is my whoa. issue. Oh, easy. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. What was this? Hold on, hold on, because uh, a certain Mariah, I've got a bit of headache. Can we just uh, a certain Mariah said apparently that you that's your best centre midfielder at the club. I just, I don't understand squad player type stuff. I need to yeah, understand. Mariah said that for Bance, innit? For Bance. Are, are you sure for Bance? Yeah, 100%. Mariah said that I'm, for Bance because I said that on Discord. I'm, that's why. So, I'm getting ahead. I'm getting ahead you know, one more time, bro. You know how I get. Do you know what I mean? I could just I'm, say I'm so, Wait, but I just can't. I'm trying to comprehend. I'm trying to comprehend because wait, just let me just clear this up for me. Clear this up mm, for me, yeah. Mm. So not your not your best midfielder, okay. Potentially a good squad player, whatever. Mm. Cool. He came on. He was the only. He was the only player, or I guess your only midfielder that actually looked like he knew how to conduct play, knew how to knit things together. I'm just trying to understand, yeah, because a certain someone else got dragged for him, but we won't mention right. his name for now. But Let it's build. just. 
I'm just trying to understand, bro. I'm just trying to understand, baby. Why is Van der Beek? Why is Van der Beek an option or not a guy you sign now? I don't understand. Just in terms of, okay, if you know that you're still working on transfers and it's going to... But the only reason why that Van der Beek signing got done so quickly is because Van der Sar's ISC CEO. So that's probably the easiest deal we could make. And Real Madrid, it fell through with Real Madrid. Yeah, so it, it fell yeah, through. Well, let's fell forget through. that one. Yeah, so it's the, <laughs> easiest, it's, the easiest, it's the easiest signing we could make right now. So that's why we made that signing first, isn't it? But for me, I'm thinking, fam, like, I don't care about any of these men, in it. So, like, regardless, <laughs> bro, like, I, like Pogba got dropped. Listen, next game, if you want to start Van der Beek, I'm happy to roll with that. Do you know what I mean? I don't really care about these, man. I just feel like United are starved of quality from the bench. They're starved of match fitness. And um, they're starved of a coach that knows how to improve players, man. And mm. also... Um, like even like when I like speak on Martial and, and United fans are gonna hate me for this, but for me, I'm like, listen, <laughs> Martial, <laughs> bro, like, are you gonna turn on him again? Listen, listen. They they've only just let you into the club. Said you might want to rethink your position. Here. They might revoke the membership listen. right now. Listen, like a WWE superstar, you know. Man goes from heel. Just switch him from SmackDown to Raw, you know. Listen, <laughs> listen. We know we know how it gets. But yesterday was like shades of Lukaku, bro. Like man couldn't yeah. hold up the ball. Man looked like he was playing with Tim's. He's got his he's got his <laughs> like it was so whack from him, bro. And no. the thing is like like <laughs> all jokes aside, yeah, Marshall is a great he's a good player. He's a good player. But do you know when you've got them good players that can play anywhere? That's Martial. Yeah. So that's why he plays up front. He's a good player that will get you goals because he's a very good player. But Martial could probably do a job on right wing if he if he tried. He could probably do a job at number 10. He's just an all-round good player. I just don't think he's the number nine that everybody keeps saying that he is. He isn't that killer. He's not that guy. Like oh, he's hey. not Harry Kane. Some United fans were telling me that you lot didn't need Haaland because you got Marshall. That, mm. that that when I heard that, that was talk, mental. Talk to him, King. Talk to him, King. It did, it doesn't make no talk sense. Them MMG music, you know. Bro, we need we need <laughs> we need a number nine with a physical presence, and that doesn't mean that Marshall gets sold or gets dropped to the bench. However, it does mean that he's not the main guy when it comes to goals or big moments because we've seen big moments the severe game yeah he had 10 chances put zero away we're at mm. the Europa League do you know what I mean mm. we can't be we can't be running with that bro you mentioned every single player apart from one in it how why would I why would I why would I listen shall, shall I tell you something wait shall I tell you something let, let how land let, let how land wait shall I tell you why shall I tell you why I, I won't mention him because no. I came on the pod where the other guys didn't. So okay. I get to choose who I want to mention. You're a nasty, slimy you. you know That's fine. That's fine. What, 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 I'm actually I respect you. I accept that. Well, but there's he's, nothing he's, stopping us from mentioning him. Yeah, exactly. Like, just because yeah. he's fed two two children doesn't mean we can't bring him up on the podcast. Go on, bring him up. Bring him up. Bring him up. Bring him up. <laughs> fed, fed a couple of kids Ambrosia custard, and what he, bring him he, gets, up. he gets he gets day release. Like what? Nah, Bro, nah, listen, nah, 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 listen, nah. listen, 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 listen. Seb, I've got a couple of questions I want to ask you. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
How was Rashford first thing first? Just like general performance, what would you give him out of 10? Still injured. What was that? Still injured. P- pardon? Rashford <laughs> is still injured. What's his injury? He had that, uh, the back lack problem. of confidence. No, no, he the had the back, back problem. problem. No, no, no. He, he actually did have the back problem. Like, it came out literally three weeks ago that he was playing under Oli during lockdown, still Putting injured. the country on his back, yeah? Still, still injured. And he shouldn't have done it, but he's done it now. Do you know what I mean? So, boy. I don't, I don't, you know what? the thing is, I don't even right. know if he can recover from it, which is right. mad, but we'll see. Rashford wasn't how, even the best player on the pitch, though. How, oh, okay, don't, wait, wait, let's just, just, I just want to get a rating. Mm. So, out of 10, cool. out of 10, how, how would, how, how, how much would you rate Rashford's performance? Mm, Rash, he done a couple of skills, uh, maybe a six. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, bro. I came on the pod. I, I came on the pod, bro. So it's up to them, man, to do their own thing in their own time. In their own time, bro. In their own time, bro. Done his trademark still, yeah? Yeah, bro. He did a couple skills. That's a six out of ten. Man, listen. Ditsu, Mario, in your own time, mate. If You should have come on the pod, geezer, so... Sebi, do you have a, an alternative career recommendation for Daniel James by any chance? Bro. Do you know what it is? Yeah? Let me talk about Daniel James her. quickly, yeah? Uh, Daniel James, okay, we are, we are, everybody knows Daniel James is limited, yeah? But have you watched Daniel James play for Wells on the left-hand side? Mm. He's actually decent. He's actually mm. decent on the left-hand side. And if you watch every... If, like he, The last game where Bell was on the pitch, he got mad at the match. Daniel James is actually a decent player on the left-hand side. He is still limited, but that's his preferred position. It's because, you know, there's certain players that they have that But don't you have to block. play a certain way? What, what do you mean? So, like, we're wild, let's face it. They're a bit shit. So, yeah. they, get, they get dominated by everyone, right? Mm. So, literally, they, get, they play on the break. And mm. the best we've seen of Daniel James is playing on the break. I don't but- understand why... You would even contemplate playing Daniel James in a game where you know Palace are going to sit deep and try hit you on the counter. It the, makes no sense to me. The thing is, it's, it's, it's not even about that because like Daniel James is good on a break here, yeah, but he's actually shown for Wells he's good at like dribbling and he's good at finishing. Like he cuts in and and finishes. He's done that on several times for Wells um, in big games as well. So, but the the issue is is persisting to play him on the right because he's got pace. Yeah, mm. he shouldn't even be playing on the like. He should if he if you're thinking, oh, let's play him on a just don't play him at all because he's <laughs> whacked there. Like he, he's whacked, um, and he, he's, he's severely limited. I don't yeah. even think he should be at the at, at at the club in general. Full stop. But if you're going to play him, play him on the left. That's so it, then, man. what do you do then? You put Marshall out on the right and then Rashford up top. No, nah, man, he shouldn't start. He like if when Rashford. Of course, but if he was starting, if, if he's starting, uh, yeah, where. I don't know what I'll do then. Like, I, 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 there's no way that he could, he should be starting, bro. I can't even fit so, him into so, the because for, yeah, because um, for for Wells, I agree. He's definitely a lot more threatening and more dangerous on the left. Mm. And it's weird because he uses his left foot quite a bit um, mm. for Wells. Um, but I also think that that's the problem. Uh, the, the reason why he looks a bit better for Wells is because they've got movement in the box, which is funny. Like their their attack is in terms of Bell, and I think there's his next. Big Ute, bro, that they've got up top as well. I forgot his name. Some blonde brother. No, 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 some blonde brother. Some blonde brother. Nah, man, some 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 blonde brother. Robbie um, Earnshaw. Is that what he said? Nah, some <laughs> <laughs> some some blonde brother. Some blonde brother. Um, but um, 
yeah, so they've got quite they've got movement in the box. Like, and the problem with especially if you're playing against a deeper block, that like, it's very difficult to pick out one man in the box and that's all James was doing. Like, he just kept shifting it. He just kept shifting it and crossing it into an area. And when but the Palace, he's not even good at that either. Because even yeah. like his crosses are rubbish. Um, yeah. Like, like when he shifts in and tries to cross it and do that thing, it's rubbish as well. He's one yeah. thing he's good at is he's good at like getting it on his right, getting it on his right foot, going past a couple of players and whipping it. Like he he does that for Wells, and that's that's all he's going to be good at. Mm. I don't think again he should be starting for Manchester United, but I feel like that was Oli trying to prove a point. Um, hopefully. United going for a right winger and then there's competition and then also rotation because the whole thing mm-hmm. is trying to get uh, a right winger for squad depth and rotation to be honest I still feel like Lingard has a bit to play because not the game against Sevilla but the game before that he played 45 minutes or maybe like 60 minutes but he played unreal do you know what I mean he played really really good he got a goal and um, but Oli still took him off and Lingard was pissed about that, but he actually played really, really good. And um, yeah, I, I, obviously he's not the standard, but he's better than James. I feel like with James, though, I think there's a lot of links him being linked to Leeds and stuff like that. So that might be a good exit. Hopefully, yeah, for him see that. Yeah, see that today. yeah. So, yeah, so if you get rid of him and move him onto Leeds, and yeah, you could get a couple of squad players in. So I don't know, like the, the Douglas Costas and them. Um, so obviously you lot are doing this new. Patron piece, so it might be a bit short lived this this week because obviously um, Pogba got dragged after about sixty minutes, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what what was going on? What was going on there? Like, is he is he injured? Because Mariah was making all sorts of excuses on the Discord. Oh, he's just coming back from an injury. Oh, you know, COVID. It, it, COVID. United fans are saying COVID tax. The 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 truth of the, the truth about it is, uh, Pogba's been here four or five years, and he's a five. Know, Oh, yeah, five years and the pair had se- five seasons. Like that, was a, reg- that was a long TV show. In, in, in regards to in regards to um, like his general performances, they ain't really been that good. Like, don't get me wrong, there's some really really good highs. Uh, naturally, with a player that's talented, you are gonna get some good highs. He is somebody who's capable of things that other players are not capable of doing. But in terms of actual execution and the consistency of that severely lacking he could go from a nine out of ten to a zero and you know that's not the type of you know level where we can start comparing him to players like kdb who when kdb does drop a zero that's fair enough but he will give you sixes and sevens and he'll give you sixes and sevens more consistent than pogba will give you sixes and sevens mm-hmm. do you know what i mean or eights and nines or whatever do you know what i mean and that's the biggest issue the biggest issue is consistency and then the biggest issue is also like for somebody so good, he does very, very basic errors, like basic errors, man. Like the misplaced passes, all of getting that rubbed stuff. Rubbed on the edge of the box. You get, yeah, that is that is trademark Pogba getting rubbed on the edge of the box, and um, it, it, it's just like interesting. An old man at an ATM, bro. Like <laughs> literally, man, give just a, literally getting rubbed. <laughs> bro um, and yeah man it's just like it's just time that United fans kind of wake up and say alright cool like yeah Pogba is really really talented but if we're comparing him on a world level to other players he ain't up there man I don't even know if he's top 10 that, the thing is with Pogba yeah Pogba like, like we always say in terms of ability and I think we don't want to be uh, you know XG ability um, FC but 
in terms of ability, he is amazing. He's got everything, everything in terms of he's got speed, he's got he's got strength, he's got technical, he's got passing, he's got vision, he's got creativity, he can shoot, he's got all of that. But the biggest problem with Pogba is his ability and consistency in knitting that all together. And I think a big problem with that is not having a coach that is regimented and on his neck to kind of piece that together all the time. I think that once you've got like a, I think there's, there's he's experienced two sides of the, like just two extremes. Like you've got a, a super rigid and just like, I guess offensively clueless manager in Jose, in my opinion. And then you've got a very just poor coach in the sense that he hasn't got again, but similarly in terms of structuring offense and structuring stuff, isn't really got a clue. That being said, and that's one thing I don't want to do is completely devoid um, Pogba of any responsibility of his performances. That being said, the biggest problem with Pogba is that even in the midst of all of that, you playing under poor management, you not having the necessary players around you, cool. In the midst of all that, if you were doing your job and doing your thing, like because people like Gerard, for example, who won't necessarily have 10 out of 10s every game, but even when he's surrounded by poor quality, he'll still show up. He'll still show something. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Pogba, he ain't doing that all the time. He, he, it's, not, it's not like he's playing at a, a great or good level all the time. Mid. Pogba Mid. generally will play... Oh, yeah. What was that? What was that? Did you say me? No, I said... Yeah, no, he just play... Yeah, yeah he just play... You just play at a, a mediocre level. Mm. He'll draw up a couple of good games sometimes. Like, don't get it twisted. Pogba, again, he's fantastic. So he's got the capacity to do it. But he'll drop like a mediocre to poor game, like poor, poor match. You're just like, what's going on? Like, what's, the, what's happening? Like, it's, it's weird. Pogba's a very, very weird one. Like, but I feel like partly it's not down to him always. But he has to take a... Well, I think we all have to kind of accept that he needs to be held accountable to some of these performances at the very least. And the performance against Crystal Palace is one that you have to take accountability because that was a nothing performance. Nothing at all. 100%. A quick one on Palace before we move away. I, I thought Zaha was tremendous. I don't know if he's playing for a move away. I know he's linked to Everton, so if Everton get him, that, that would be a, a fantastic signing. But... um. Yeah, just thought, just thoughts on Palace because they're another team who haven't really um, had much investment this summer. But you know, they've they've got is that two wins, mm-hmm. two wins for Palace. Yeah, two two wins out of two for Palace and two difficult games as well because I think they beat Southampton on the opening day. So Correct. yeah, what, what's your thoughts on Palace and the job Hodgson's doing and also Zaha? Is it is is he going to have like a a a ridiculous season this season? think just just quickly on Zaha I can't say I'm too hot on like Palace like, as a whole but I think intangibly I think the Eze signing has really just given Zaha just a bit of a boost not in terms of competition because Zaha's going to play every single week but you know I, I can only imagine being such a baller yourself there's only been a certain level of quality that has surrounded Zaha the entire time like as a as a human being is that your motivation is only going to be so high when you get someone like you know, I can only like Zaha was looking nice when he had Balassi. Balassi wasn't top level, but you can tell they enjoyed playing together. Like Zaha, then Zaha, you could argue he potentially dipped a little bit after he left. Now he's got someone like Eze, you know, probably Southeast Cage Baller. They're probably definitely having a good time. You know, you can see Townsend is sort of not sweating on his plays, but Townsend has looked. I know it's only two games, obviously. Townsend's a little bit improved. I think the squad, and I can't attribute too much to Eze because he hasn't started either game. He hasn't had a Premier League start. Like fair enough, he's a young kid. 
But I think Zaha definitely is just enjoying himself. With Maybe he's, he's potentially a bit resigned to the fact that, you know what, I'm not going to go anywhere. Probably going to probably gonna retire at my, at my hometown club. So, fuck it. Let's, let's just ball out from now on. I've got Eze now to do it with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear that. United fans, if you are tired of um, supporting United, you can go and watch, uh, listen to Courtside Fruckers, can't they, Harold? You know, that is still... Uh, that's an option yeah. for you guys. I'm actually glad you brought that up. Yeah, shout out to Lakers. Yeah, so I'm actually glad you brought it up because I think Mariah said on the Discord, I've listened on the United Discord that Pogba has the lowest floor and the highest ceiling. And that's something that we talk about with quite a lot of players in the NBA. He's almost like a he's almost like a Joel Embiid if anyone watches hmm. basketball in, in that in that sense. So yeah, he has a lot of where did they finish in the playoffs? Oh yeah, they they went outside, let's just say that. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I like that comparison and I like that comparison. <laughs> when you advance science, you advance society. The American Association for the Advancement of Science is the leading voice for science professionals and advocates, supporting research, education, and outreach. Join us. Click the ad or visit AAAS.org. <laughs> um, let's move on then. Uh, the last game of Saturday was Arsenal-West Ham. Um, bit of a nothing game, really. I thought West Ham probably... Deserved to get something out of the game. I thought Arsenal were poor, really, really yeah. poor. Um, that was like, That's a big victory for Arsenal, though. Really big. Very big. Yeah, yeah. In a, uh, in a, I feel like yes and no. I feel, I feel no because the Arsenal really should be beating West Ham. Um, and I say yes because there was a, a, a little bit of a doggedness to their win, but ultimately, again, I just. I look at Arsenal and I feel like, yeah, you're playing your best team, you're playing your best players, but just the way that they play, I just... Lou, you could probably give me a bit more information about your style and what you're trying to do. I do know that you have your one side, you've got your exploited left-hand side, which is generally quite good, but in terms of general building play and just... I think it's quite poor. I thought it's quite poor football games. That's what I'm saying. And I, I see a lot of people like... Like Sheldon always talking about, oh yeah, no, that, that, that I, I see this, I see. I I need you to kind of explain to me what exactly it is that that could potentially be seen. Well, because it's a baffling one for me. Well, I think what what Seb was talking about with United and saying there's no clear patterns with um, under Oli. I think hundred percent there are clear patterns under Arsenal. We look to we look to score the same sort of goals every single time. Aubameyang has scored that same goal that we saw against Liverpool, that we saw against you guys in the uh, FA Cup final, um, mm. uh, that he scored last week against Fulham. We've scored that goal countless times. We created that chance countless times. But our issue is we, we, almost, we, we do better against teams that aren't sitting back. We don't have mm-hmm. that unlocker and we don't have... Um, well, he's playing with the under-23s at the moment. <laughs> he's actually training with the under-23s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 350K. 350K. Yeah, they made their bed. How about, your, um, how about your, 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 your star boy, Sabayos? Sabayos, yeah, that but... <laughs> no, boy, Sabayos was the one who created the, the equaliser, right? So uh, the, the winner, sorry. So, yeah, yeah uh, look, I think... I think th- we need something else in there. Sabayos is not a final third player for me. I know he got the assist, but he's not that guy who's going to be creating shitloads of chances. And uh, he prefers to be playing deeper. And that's why it's imperative that we sign someone like Anoa, which I do think is going to happen. I think if, if we if we do sign Awa, I think it will give us a better indication of what 
Arteta is going to be trying to because we still don't know if he's going to stay with this three four three or if he's going to if he's going to move to a four three three. You see with the hour, you see, yeah, you see with the hour. Sorry to cut you, bro. I mean, you see with the hour though, because um, I've always said that you can't. You, there's no, there's no need to play Shaka and. Um, and Tobias together, in my opinion, no, no, no but we don't have any other option. That's the thing. We don't yeah, have but then, else. but then when you get our, um, would you be dropping Shaka or Sabios? And ultimately, it's it's a weird one because our is a very very offensive minded centre midfielder, and mm. he generally plays with two, um, sort of destroying midfielders. So. I think the idea is you're, you're, we're looking at signing Partey as well. Now, okay, so then we're, we're, two, we're then... able to do when we're able to do that. I personally would be going Partey, Sabios, and Awa. I think that is a really nice as a four three three as a four as a four three three. Right, okay, absolutely. Partey that could sitting, potentially work. Partey sitting, Sabios maybe as that like link man doing the Kovacic kind of role, and um, Awa allow him to get further forward. I think I think mm. that works. I think that works. But yeah, you spoke on both. But, that, and, and but then, if who, you, who, you play, play, who plays wide? Um, Oba. But it'll be the same. It'll be the same wide oh, men as we got. Yeah, 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 it'll be the same wide men as we got. William Pepe, Oba, and then Lacar and Ketty up front. So, but yeah, I mean, look, it's it's we. we this is nothing new. Arsenal have been struggling to break these teams down. You know. It, this isn't a, an Arteta issue. This isn't an Emery issue. This was this was happening under Wenger as well. We've been struggling with low blocks and teams that are very solid for, for a long time now. So um, if not yeah, for yeah. two little bits of Saka playmaking, then we, we we didn't even look like scoring yesterday. And to, and to be fair, I was quite it was a quite a surprising um, performance from West Ham to be honest because they were in melt, meltdown mode. Mm, to be they honest. played really well. They, they played, played quite really, decently. Really well. But Antonio always, always causing us well trouble, man. Arsenal, they, yeah. Like, the, we're some of those teams that like to show up against the, the bigger clubs, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, They've got they, a lot of quality in their side, man. You go, you go through the West Ham side. I know, I know they are like, you know, um, going for a bit of turmoil at the moment. But you, they've got some decent players playing on, on, yeah, on they've that got good players. Bowen is good. Fornals is good. Um, you know, Diop. Yamalenko's yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. They've got good players. And obviously, Antonio is one of the most, I swear to you, one of the most problematic attackers, players in the league, bro. He's so... Fam! The PNP is so vicious, bro. And you know what makes it so worse, yeah? Bro, do you know what's so mad? He's such a nice guy as well, bruv. But when he's playing, he's so competitive and aggressive. It's yeah. just like, oh, I want to hate you, but I can't hate you. Because yeah. you're, you're annoying, but you're good. Like, he causes you know what I mean? so, so much issue. He's just shit. Like, no, I, I, don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. He's just crap. Like, he should be finishing his dinner. But like, numerous times, yeah. he's, he's, had, he's having chances. It's just coming off of his shins. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> you, should, you should be doing better there, mate. You know? I know there was a good bit of... Well. There was a good bit of play from Gabriel, though. I think Gabriel looks Gab- like a decent player, man. Like, he looks like a good buy. Gabriel looks... I, I, I think we would have done a little bit better had Kalasnach not... Because Tierney got injured in the warm-up and he had to come out. And yeah. Whenever you whenever we play Kalasnach, the level drop is mm. scandalous. It's scandalous. Yeah. Like he can't do anything with the ball. He can't defend. So it's like we, we might as well play with ten men. Literally, might mm. as well play. There was a time all he had to do was cross the ball into the box. 
he crosses it into the stands for a goal kick. It's, well, it's, listen, it's I have I have no sympathy. How do you think yeah. I feel when I see Marcus Alonso playing? At least Kepa, Marcus bro, Alonso can cross the ball, me. bro. At least uh, no, he can't. No, he can't. No, he cannot. I will never accept this in my life. I will never accept Alonso as a good crosser. I don't want to hear it. I just don't. I just don't. Just stop there. Uh, Pause yes. there. How was um, okay. Uber yesterday? Uh, Uber. Uh, Uber. Uber. Yeah, yeah Uber went to all. We didn't, we didn't get the ball, but <laughs> but he got an assist. He got a nice little assist for Lacazette's mm. goal. Yeah, that's um, good. Hand. So yeah, but I mean, uh, we, we need to try and get him involved in the play a bit more. What, but you know, what, like, Laka two and two, yeah. Saying before, Laka two and two. Interesting. Um, that's what we're saying. Before, okay, yeah. I mean, don't, don't take any stock into that, man. Um, but like we were going to say before about this being a big game for Arsenal, it's more because forget how well you played. You're going to get the games where you play crap. Like, even though you know you should be playing and should be wiping teams out, it's a big psychological result for Arsenal because that's not what you were doing last mm. year. So, so the fact that you're able to go over the hump, that's why you can see Arteta, that's what Arteta said. on the sidelines. Yeah, it's, it's a big deal. Like, you, you take more pride in when you don't play well and you win. Like, because regardless, mm. it's three points. And you know, you, you, you won't play any worse than that next week. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, so mm. I, need and I, need, I need more from William, man. William was fucking terrible. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, Lewis. Hold on, Lewis. Lewis, wait, man, wait, 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 because I succinctly recall last week mm. you changed the group chat Avi to a picture of William in a flipping chinchilla. Yeah, <laughs> you were waxing lyrical about William saying, Oh, yeah, great signing. My boy, so, my boy William uh, Lucas, Frank Lucas. That's what I'm saying. So, wait, so, so, Lou, like, talk to me. You need more, but does you see what I'm saying? So, this is what I'm trying to say to you, Lou. And the thing is with Arsenal fans as well, this is another pre-warner, precursor. Do not get sucked in by this brother. I will tell yeah. you now exactly what he is. William will give you a performance like he gave you against Fulham, which wasn't even a great performance, to he be fair. He had decent, he had decent moments. He was all right. He was, just, he was all right. He'll give, you, he'll give you those one every 10. And I think... No, to be honest, no. Let me let me let me let me rephrase that. He will give you a, a, a relatively decent and productive performance one every five, one every six games, yeah. But he will have a worldy one every ten, one every fifteen. That's what you get from William. The rest is a mess. The rest is an absolute mess. He'll kill you in transition when you've got time to break on a team. He'll kill you. He'll slow it down in terms of passing at the right time. He'll kill you. He will kill your striker and your attacker in terms of being able to make the decisive run to score a goal because it will take so long. Yeah. Just strap in, boys. This is going to be delicioso for me, personally. I'm going to love it. I personally love to see that. I think he's going to be a good player for us. I think he's going to be a good player for us because because I think he's he's going to give us something. that. Like like, You look at the stats. Hey, hey. We He's gonna be. A, and I was gonna William, say, William creates. William creates. I, he, he might not I, be big on assists and stuff like that, but he creates. I'm gonna say one thing. He'll be good for you because you had Nikolai Pepe. He's not great on Pepe. He's better than Pepe. That's it. So I want you, Lewis. I want you. So Lewis, what I want you to do, yeah, mm. yeah, is apologize for last season where you were saying Pepe is better than William. And I, except wait, now, did I say Pepe was better than William last season? Yes, you did. Yeah, before, yes, yes, bro. You rated him highly, bro. You rated him highly, bro. You rated you. You don't think he's better than Pepe? No, I don't think he's better than Pepe. 
I don't think Bertrand Pepe. No, I think what I think what can Pepe do that Willian can't, apart from shoot with his left foot. But yeah, but that, well, that's a big thing, isn't it? Like he can actually score goals. And, <laughs> 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 he's oh, definitely got. He's definitely got better end product than Willian. Definitely got better end product than Willian. Hundred percent. No, he doesn't. Really? He does. He does. He does. He does. Really? There's a reason why oh, Willian no, scores goals, man. There's a reason why. Have you seen a picture of Pepe in Air Force's jogging buttons? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect as well. That's how he plays. Uh, plays bro. I That's legit how he plays. Trying to defend Pepe, but I think he's better than I think he's better than Willian. Like from um, a, from a, from a, from an attribute level, I think he's better than Willian. Like you, what what does Willian do better than Pepe? That's it. But let's let, let's start from there because um okay, yeah. there's loads, there's loads. So technically, um, technically, no, no, miles better. He is technically miles better he than isn't. Pepe. He is technically, bro. Technically. Ball control, dribbling, touch. Nah, mate. He's clear of him. Clear of him. Passing. I'd probably say William's a better part. Nah, actually, no. I, I, I can't say that. Because William is so flipping sloppy. Five minutes when he's on it. Exactly yeah, 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 I can't I say it. I can't. because he. But that's because I don't rate Pepe at all. You know what I mean? Pepe is... Pepe don't know what he's doing when he gets the ball. That's what makes me sick the most. Like, he's so just... ah. Oh. Just terrible. I when think, he gets a ball, he has no clue what he's think, doing, bro. I think Pepe is better, but I think Willian is going to be better for us. What? What? <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 I'm hanging my stock on both sides of the fence there. That's, that's, that's disgusting, bro. That's, called hedging that's, that's, that's called so disgusting. Bet. I don't even want to hear from you no more. Right, let's move on from Pepe and Arsenal, bro. That's yeah. nasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Luke, Luke, yeah, go on. On. I wanted to ask you, you've spoken about... Um, Dash by the hour and party, but which, which one would you prioritize um, for, for your team if you really get one? I think it has to be our because we just lack so much ingenuity in the final third, and we need someone to to do that. But yeah, man, I think we're getting both. I'm putting my neck out. I'm putting my neck out there, and I think we're we're getting both. So um, that's gonna be interesting to see what Arteta does. If Arteta gets them both then we're going to see what Arteta is really about. And there won't be any excuses because the quality is there. The quality mm. is there to, to mount a top four challenge. I'm not necessarily saying get into the top four because I still think like the, the teams in the top four have got so much quality, so much, so much quality. And we've got positions <laughs> we can improve on. But he's got to be close. He has to be close. But do you not think that if you get our and Partey, that kind of elevates you to a point where... I don't think so. You're, like you're, you're, said, you're better. You're better. Well, we still then got the sixth best attack. Still okay, got but the sixth best attack. No, but then you all, you you probably, probably have the, probably the best fourth, defense. the fourth best midfield. You fourth yeah, best maybe. midfield. You wouldn't say that. Fifth, you you say. Do you say your defense is better than Manchester United? You've got Harry Maguire and Lindelof. Yeah, better, than, better than Man United, but who else? Yeah. Is, who else is that defense better? You probably better say maybe Chelsea's as well. Chelsea's defense isn't that yeah. great. Consider maybe well, better than Chelsea. Yeah, maybe better than but us. Other than that, maybe Spurs. Maybe the same level with Spurs. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe it gives so you, like fourth. It gives you a shot. It gives you a shot. I I understand what you're saying. I'm, not, yeah. I'm I wouldn't say, but then also you've got the best hitter in bro, best striker in the league. One of the best strikers in the league, and, you've got a good and that coach. changes a lot. And you've got well, that's what people assume. You have to assess. That's what I'm saying. You have to wait and see because what I've seen so far, I can't really make that assessment. That's what I said to Lou when when Lou first said, "Oh yeah, Arteta is this, Arteta is that." early doors I'm like well you can't really say it and over time Lou has come across more to my side now that you know what 
fair. You can't because you can't really and truly. It's quite early. You can't. You can't say he's a great coach. How can you tell me? You've come more. You've come You've come more across to the side that you have to wait and see. That's what you're saying to me now, bro. No. Unless you're you're not saying that. You think he's a good coach? Arteta is a better coach than Lampard. He don't, don't Lampard know. don't even do the coaching. Lampard don't even do the coaching. He leaves it to Jamie. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, again, I still, I still, I still, he just puts white footballers, white males <laughs> on a pitch and tells them to go and jump. I just, I just, I just don't. Again, I just, I think it's still very, very early because they're still very much in their infancy. But what I've seen so far, I can't make a distinction between them in terms of who's better because I don't think it's that clear. That's the reality, bro. That, that's not to say that Lampard's clear of him. Or to, it's not. I just can't make a distinction because I don't really rate what I've seen from either of them. Do you get what I'm trying to say? That, that's it's it. It's not like the levels in squad here is. Yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. But that's what, and I'm, but I'm still factoring that in, bro. That I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I'm still factoring that in when I'm saying this. You know what I'm trying to say? So, it is what it is. It is right, what let, it is. Let, let's move on anyway. Um, Ohio, you, your, your mob uh, had a, a very surprising win today, I thought. Fucking hell, 5-2. Where did that come from? Uh, you know, it was all, it was all meltdown. I was, I was, you know what, last week, because I'm in their Spurs chat as an admin, yeah? I don't, I don't know how. I don't know why And uh, Daniel has added me as an admin in it, but it's a, it's a really bad error on his behalf. Because I'm just seeing the debates, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the meltdown in, in full focus. Like, I might actually sell access to this Spurs chat if I can. Like, I'm just going to screenshot everything and sell it on the, on the black market or something. Because you know, there's, I know there's a few people dying for this kind of this kind of content. But I, I, I could I was, I was silent. I was silent this week. I was silent uh, uh, this weekend because you know I couldn't say too much. You know, Kane, Kane got four assists, did he? Four assists. Four assists. Yeah, and just Son got four goals. Spurs boys that are listening, we might have to run a Patreon on some of the group <laughs> chat content because it actually, it goes off. I can't even lie to you. Like, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like obviously we were trash against Everton, couldn't create nothing as per any Mourinho team in recent era. Um, but with the Southampton game, for me, first half, we were ass. Obviously, even though we scored two, um, two, two disallowed goals because Kane's the best striker in the league. Um, but I think... I think it did us a massive favour getting that goal just before halftime. I think if that doesn't go in, we've got we've got big big issues. I think someone in the chat. I think it might have been Dan. Dan is Dan, Dan is so shameless. Dan Soft so shameless of his Mourinho support. He said we were too based off the Amazon documentary. He said we were too scared to not score before halftime. I'm not sure. How <laughs> I'm not sure how true that is. Um, hair dryer, yeah. Like like Fergie gave Ollie the hair dryer like, like, like yesterday, yeah. But I think, yeah, we, we struggled quite a lot first half. I think Hubia wasn't amazing, but it was probably his better game of the three that he's played so far. Um, I, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, I forgot three, you lot had a, a game in Bulgaria midweek. Of the three games, I mean, very, very clear means if we come from... Oh, hi. Oh, hi. I just need to... No, I'm, not, I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to ask you a question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? His performance against Everton, how much would you give that out of 10? Out of 10? Out of 10. His performance in Bulgaria, how much would you give that? Four or five. A four or four. five. And again, today, how much, how would you give his, how would you rate his performance today? Slightly above a five. 
Okay. Okay. Cool. That's okay. fine. That's okay. fine. That's fine. It wasn't. It That's wasn't fine. a seven or anything. That's it wasn't. Cool. It wasn't unreal. Like he's he's still getting that. Um, because I know I said to some of my other guys, I thought we, I presumed he was going to be pretty decent in a double pivot because his role is pretty simple. Maybe it's not his thing. Um, he he might be better at um at the base of a three. We'll find out when everyone's fit and we actually play that. Um, shout out my boy Tongi Tong uh, Tongi FC. We're live. We're breathing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're still we're still here. Um, obviously, people were like making noise about him getting hooked at half time. But I was like, look, he's can like he does look more conditioned. I don't know if it's the Cisco trim yeah, or whatever. You, you lot are still breathing, but maybe he wasn't still breathing. <laughs> like, he must have been gas mask, bro. Gas. Like he got he got half he got half an hour in a gulag the other day. Like he come on did his thing, and then like I think I think the I think the plan was probably always he that he has a half. Lacelso has a half because someone made a comment that you know we we took over the midfield when Tongi came off but I think that was just extremely reductionist I think he was probably our, our best mid he wasn't amazing first half you know misplaced mm-hmm. couple things probably our best midfielder um that little burst he had where he sort of just sat sat Romeo down turned Ward Prowse and then burst and then um fed Kane before Kane fed Son like that was that's that that is the sort of stuff that makes us keep the faith like anyone with yeah. eyes knows what Tongi can do but you yeah. did score four goals in the second half Ohio you only scored one goal on the pitch with him but what yeah. they but what but but be, be real, Lou, we saw the goals, yeah. They the weren't yeah, okay then. That's why you're nasty. That's why you're nasty. So that's why you're slimy. But in regards to the goals, yeah, they were more individual cane brilliance rather than the midfield doing anything particularly also, amazing. You get what I'm trying to say? Also, yes, also means it was uh, naivety from this from the Southampton defence. Southampton have been very good defensively. I don't know what happened today. They were oh, all they over were the place. Such a high line against Kane. Oh. Against Kane, who I, I said in, I said in my my chat with my guys, who's he's who our Liverpool fans think Firmino is. He was playing Sam. and he was pinging balls to Son, and Son finished with a plump every Bro, single time. T- I'll tell you right now, Kane. Yeah, that performance. Like, he didn't need to score a goal, but he scored a goal in the end anyway. But fam, the quarterback Kane I saw today. Fantastic. Yeah, if this is how he's gonna play, if this is how, some, if this is what, huh? finished according to some people on this podcast. Yeah, no. So look, I think I think Harry Kane physically is dusted in the sense that he's not gonna be running around away from people anymore. I think all of that Kane fine. I think if Kane is working eight, I think if Kane, is, yeah, I think I, I think I think. The explosiveness, because Kane used to be relatively explosive and deceptively quick, and he was able to get away from people. But I feel like now he's probably going to alter his game a bit. And I feel like if he plays this quarterback Kane role, he'll eventually he'll still get his goals. I think Kane's just going to just adjust if he starts playing in the eighteen-yard area, just like playing the width for the penalty area. Yeah, and do and then dropping deep to do damage and find and picks on and that running behind that run is always on. Bro, oh my god! Because yeah. the passes that I was seeing from Kane, yeah, oh, and, that, and that that was that was like always my point when I said Kane's dusted. It's just like the, his overall performance, his his legs, all of that stuff, they're gone. And I feel like he's gonna have to cater his game because he now now he knows. All right, cool. This is how I get injured. My body works this way. I'm gonna have to change things a bit. I'm gonna have to be more of a poacher. If I'm outside of the box, I may not be able to do that link up and sprint and beat a player and go and score like he used to do or whatever. He may have to, you know, hold the ball, play, uh, you know, precise passes and stuff like that. And Kane's always been good at creating, like, or great at link up. That's why I've said, do you know what I mean? I'd take, I'd take like a 
uh, a finished, uh, and I, I say that with like quotation marks, Kane over of Martial. Do you know what I mean? I, I take Kane. Yeah, no, but the, the, the issue with that would, is though, Seb, is yeah. Levy's going to charge you an arm and a leg for that. Oh, of and course, it's like, man, Of course. That, there's no point. There is <laughs> no the point. argument. Though, I don't even think it? about that's it. Yeah, I don't even think yeah. about it. But like sometimes we have like debates in the United chat, and I'm just like, listen, Kane is a real number nine. And if he's if he's he's if he's smart enough to reinvent himself, and this becomes a uh, you know a a regular thing, and he's like, right, cool, this is the way I'm gonna play, and he's per- he's purposeful with the way he's going to play, and he does well in this position. He's got another five, six, seven years, whereas mm-hmm. before the way he was trying to play, he probably had like two, three years. Do you know what I mean, he looked mm-hmm. he looked finished. Do you know what I'm saying? So, um, so yeah, no, to- top player. Talking of finished world stars, uh, how are you? Uh, how are you guys signed uh, Gareth Bale this week? We did sign Gareth Bale. I'm not sure how. That, that? I'm not sure where the segue was there, Lewis. But yeah, <laughs> we did, we you nasty, bro. Uh, Lewis is so shameless, cuz. You, you guys didn't enjoy that one. Uh, <laughs> just, uh, just, just quickly before we touch on Bale, um, I, I felt just with the remaining goals, obviously Harold brought up a point where you know Southampton looked a bit naive um, defensively. I think there was got like because I, I know I, in one of my other chats, I'm very much like Mourinho when it comes to actually coaching offensively, he doesn't have a flipping clue what he's doing, and there's a, there's a couple men that don't agree with or whatever. Um, but they I've will always, learn, Ohio. They will learn. That's all I'm saying. They will learn. Like I know the man I'm going to listen, and it's like obviously, yeah, Mourinho has got trophies left, right, and center, and he's always been super defensive. But he's always had like killers going forward. Like Inter, he had what Snyder, Milito, Eto, Madrid, he had Di Maria, Ozil. Like you don't necessarily have to coach these men to just go and kill teams on on the break. Do you know what I mean? Like when it comes to the low block, we're finished. But yeah, literally Southampton. I don't know what their problem was, and if they ran out of steam because I know Hassan Hüttel's system is very very fatigue inducing and I think they just I think they just all just got a bit gassed and forgot that Son is faster than Gassed after a free game you know yeah back to Bale Um, I think Bale signing is a massive lift for the it's obviously like naturally a massive lift for the club um, I think, yeah, it's going to take him. I think it's written in the stars he's going to score another winner against West Ham because that's looking like his first game back. So, it's, when's I, that I'm in like just... January or, or February? I can't, I can't remember what month. That the, is. The, the, the second fixture might be in January, but the first one's in about a month. You right. Know? So, okay. so, is that, is that yeah, November? Is that, is that October? What, how, what, what it, should October. it should be October. It should be October. Right. Okay. 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 You'll, you'll I'll, see I'll, I'll bookmark it. I'll bookmark is, it. That, is, that, is that confirmed, though? Is he, is he actually injured like properly? He's just, he's just nowhere near match fit. Okay, then let's not them, bro. Come on, man. I bet he wasn't injured. Bro, it's the Spanish media, bro. It's the Spanish media, fam. They don't want to say that he's lacking match fitness. He's basically just going to do loads of fitness, man, and get up to... It's the Spanish media nasty, bro. They're like, a bail out for a month. I was like, what? As soon as it was confirmed, Spurs fans doing parade outside, breaking all sorts of social distancing rules. They wanted to ruin it. They wanted to ruin the hype, bruv, because they saw, they saw the media, they saw how hype it was, bruv. They're like, okay, let's just slip in a little bit of bad news, bruv. Yeah, you ain't going to play for a month. They're nasty, bruv. They're nasty. Uh-huh. It was marker. One word. Yeah, it was marker, yeah. What, what are you expecting about Bauer anyway? Because obviously, if he is going to miss the first month or whatever, yeah, so he's, he's going to have to get match fitness and stuff. Yeah, he's not going to be the 23, 24-year-old that was like just super explosive. But I think there were certain things that he was like, we are, we have a, a genuine game winner back in the squad now. Like an actual person who, when shit's about to hit the fan, give him the ball and, you know, seven and a half times out of ten, something is going to happen that could potentially win the game. Um, I feel like there's going to be, we don't have a lot of players that when they're on the ball, 
the defender might actually ship themselves a bit. It was Bergwijn when he first turned up. It's Kane when he drops deep. It's maybe sometimes someone he's running at man, but there's not a lot of man that other teams will think, oh, we need to double up on this guy. You know, I mm. think he's naturally, I think just his general presence is going to free up a bit more space for some of our other players. Um, and I think, again, for the likes, I don't know if it, if it was a factor in Kane and Son today, but again, going back to my point about Zaha and Eze, having that extra quality just in and around the training ground, like some of these guys have obviously only seen Bale on TV. So he's not, not on a celeb vibe for some of them, man, but they'll just be a bit just inspired by his presence when they're playing and stuff like that. How we're actually going to use him, I don't know. Some people have made a point where does he have the legs to be, you know, an up and down winger in, in the Mourinho styles. Mourinho likes his defensive wingers, quote unquote, with, with that Brazilian bonehead on the right. Um, are, are, yeah, are you not concerned, Ohio, though, that Bale in, the, in his last four seasons, only one league, league campaign with over, ten, with over um, eight goals? Uh, not particularly, because I feel like it's a mix of how many of them was he starting all the time, you know, it'd be, it, and I think psychologically, and again, psychology is a bit very, very big and tangible, but, you know, in those seasons, man's going to work knowing that the fans are going to, like, pelt his car with whatever on the way home when he probably hasn't even played, do you know what I mean? Whereas the mm. first time he's rolled up, he's got people that in the middle of a pandemic are, are waiting for autographs, there's no masks, that people are losing their minds because man's home, do you know what I mean? So he's probably just thinking, oh, I actually, I actually want to ball out. So I, I expect him to get more than eight goals, to be honest. It was killing me, yeah. I saw a video today yeah, of like one Spurs like person showing Bill around a new stadium. She's like, oh, yeah, like, this is a new stadium, 62,000. So I was like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah I've like, only been at the Burnabout where I had, like, <laughs> oh, a million people. <laughs> million, million, million. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. This, this is good, this is good. Yeah, the cockerel, the cockerel looks nice. That's what he said. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah that looks nice. Yeah, that's good. No, he was killing me, bro. He was bad not to look. I was like, You know what it is? It's because Spurs are so impressed by it, bro. They're like, yeah, this is, they're so gassed. You see in the documentary, yeah, how fucking excited Levy is every time he goes to the city. He's like, oh, yeah, look, you know, like a speech, yeah, NFL stadium, NFL pictures, well, yeah. But <laughs> Bell probably went there, was like, oh, yeah, this is calm, still. Uh, yeah, you know that's what I mean? That's literally and, how it was. He was just like, oh, literally, yeah. bro. Yeah. Well, I, mean, well, I have to give Levy some credit. I have to get I, I, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, oh, I don't need, need to cut you off there. Sorry. So, so I was to ask you about uh, about Bale. Are you worried about because? Use this thing about use this stat in basketball about usage rate. Are you worried that with Bale coming in, are you worried that Kane won't see much of the ball? Like, how would he be able to split the the responsibilities? I think it goes back to Mises' point about um, and Sebi's point. Sorry about like going Kane transforming it into like the quarterback Kane. I think it just gives him like another runner to be honest. Like in terms of I, again, yeah, I don't trust still Bale. Yeah, Adam. Feel like Bale still has that in him. Do you still think he's powerful? He's still, yeah. The the B in Bale still stands for burners. Like he's still gonna twist a couple <laughs> man. Like a good a good ten to fifteen meter sprint. He will leave man, and they won't even think about it. Um, yeah, I think Kane. It might even do Kane a bit of a favor seeing a little. Actually, no, that's a lie. He sees about almost none of the ball unless we're playing Southampton these days. But I think just it's Kane will have just a little bit more space to potentially receive the ball because other other team is going to be a bit preoccupied wondering where Bale is, what Bale's going to do. When Bale starts, you know, you know when he's got the body shape when he's on the right and he's looking like, oh, am I going to come in and shoot or not? That maybe is going to give Kane the chance to have those more number nine-esque runs that he used to have back in like 16, 17 and stuff. So I think it's... I, I, feel, think like it's, Bale, I feel like Bale's going to play number 10. I feel like, I feel like Spurs different. will go... Yeah, I feel like Spurs will go 4 two, three, one. Uh, with Kane up top, Son on the left, Bale, Bale number 10 and Bergeron on the right. 
I feel like mm. that's how you guys will line up. It, it, it makes the most sense for me, in my opinion, because I, I, I personally don't feel that um, Bell has the, the pace and the power that he did have um, to be on the right, especially in the Mourinho, uh, 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 Mourinho team, like Mead said. You know, you know Mourinho likes his, uh, his wide players to drop back and defend a lot. I feel like that 10 role just before Bell left in that area he's still able to shift it and shoot because he does that for Wells and he's mm. very accurate. So I feel like that's probably going to be the best position where you, where you get the best out of him. And to be fair, if Bell is in that position and he's close to goal, uh, yeah, that's really, really dangerous. I'm not concerned about Bell on the right-hand side, but I'm concerned about Bell if he's in the middle. Um, yeah, I think... I think Bell's going to be number 10 still. I think he's going to be number 10. And the fact that he's even been given the number nine shirt as well kind of makes me feel that he's going to be playing centrally still. So mm-hmm. it's, going be, it's going to be long for quite a lot of teams still. I think he's still got the quality to hurt a lot of people. So, yeah. No, just quickly, bit of credit to Levy because I'm just, for those who aren't aware of like more of the details of the deal, because I watched the video from. Um, 500k a week, I heard, paying all these wages. We're, we're paying that. We're paying, I think we're paying closer to like 40% of it, which is like in and around 220, 230, which is obviously a bit close to Kane's, Kane's P's. Um, and obviously it's, it's technically a year a year deal, but then we actually, which isn't widely reported, but we actually have an option for like to trigger a second loan year and that takes him into the last year of his Madrid contract anyway. So it could it could turn into a two-year deal and a bell year deal. Fair, fair, fair. 2020 has presented its share of challenges, and some of us are taking a hard look at our future. Can you imagine owning your own business? As an Amerispec franchise owner, you can have more security and control over your future and be there for your community with an essential service year-round. You could join the most recognized brand and home inspection services, Amerispec, and provide peace of mind to home buyers. With low startup costs and excellent operational support, you can be in business for yourself, but not by yourself. Learn more at join.amerispec.com slash podcast. Um, another game today was Newcastle Brighton. Um, a bit of a surprise result considering Newcastle batted West Ham last week and um, they lost 3 0 today against, against Brighton, who looked. I didn't, I didn't actually see the game, but um, from what that I heard. That's crazy. Bro. Reek. That boy Lamptey is different. He's yeah. Different. Yeah, he's, hey, look, he looks alright. Right. How do you how do you feel about um about Lampard not liking these short Ghanaian donies and picking the Latskin ones with the braids? I don't know. Like, um, so with the Tariq situation, I'm, I'm glad he left because you know he made the decision for himself and um, for his own career. And I feel like with him, as you can see in terms of his quality, um. He's definitely more than a, a squad option, more than anything else. Um, whereas, if he stayed at Chelsea, he'd definitely be a squad option. Because I, I, I'm a firm believer in Frank Lampard having predetermined winners and having certain people play. Um, and they're fixed, regardless of whether they play well, regardless of whether they, they're, you know, they're good or, or bad, they're, they're going to play. He's going to ride with them. Um, so Tariq, for his own career, did the best thing to move. Um in terms of his ability and his capacity as a defender, fullback, it's very rare you get a fullback that is very good at both both sides. So offensively, defensively, he's incredible. He, incredible is a very um. I, I don't want to, I don't want to get into the dangers of overrating him, 
But in terms of what he can do on the football pitch, there's not well, that many that have the capacity. There's not that's fine. That's cool. There's not that many. There's not that. But if you've watched him, and you, bear in mind you've been whacking lyrical about him in the group chat as well, saying that you want him and shit. Um, but if we, well, not you, your mob, your mob, your mob, oh, your mob have been talking hella shit me, about. Don't attribute me to Olu and Sal. Uh no, it's not just not even just them. I can uh, all the man. So anyway, um, flipping cool. So Lamptey, in terms of his ability to go forward and defend, he's incredible. It, legitimately incredible. Um, it all depends though. It all depends if he if he continues in the same trajectory. I think it won't be long before people start touting him as one of the the better fullbacks in the league. Might be touting him for England position as well because generally. <sighs> Mate, he's so dynamic and brings so much to a, a, a team's offense and defense. It's it's very hard not to actually have like describe him as a, such a fantastic player because he's got so much to his game. You know what I mean? He's got tremendous PMP. He's only what five six, five six and a half, and he's got an incredible leap. Um, yeah, he's a, can cross, can defend, to tackle. He's very difficult to get by one v one. Positionally, he's very, very good. I think even today, um, he was the last man. I think Brian had a corner and Wilson was through on goal and he blitzed him and just clattered him and got the ball, like wiped him out, bro. It was just it was just quality. Everything that he did was with quality. Everything he done with quality. He won a penalty as well. Um, he, he created a second goal. Uh, so he played, made a pre-assist in the second goal. Um, it, mate, it, it was a top top performance. I think it was man. Of, it was awarded man of the match as well. And he came on. He came off after fifty seven minutes. So, yeah, he, he, great performance. And I don't think it'll be long before he he moves on. Um, it'd be a shame that he can't move back to Chelsea. But for his own career, really and truly, he did the best thing possible. So I, I'm really happy for him. Very proud of him as well. Let's let's move on to uh, the big game today. Then Liverpool, Chelsea, um, Harold versus Meads. I guess um, Harold, you got a better you got a better of, uh, of Chelsea again. Um, I wanted to speak to Meads first about Chelsea because obviously you guys are now, you know, your 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 new signings are all starting to get game time now. I mean, Havertz, I didn't notice him on the pitch. Mm. Didn't notice him on the pitch, mate. Like I don't know what's going on there, but hundred hundred M's. Not looking no. bright. No, not not not. I'm not concerned about Havertz in terms of a, pot, a quality player. In terms of what we could bring to the team, it's not a concern for me at all. Because when you see him and when he sees the ball, you see quality. But, but I don't see him. Means I'm not man- exactly, him. exactly. And you don't see him because of the manager, and the manager is not putting his team or his players in the best position to win. That's what we say. Best on the, position, his best yeah. position isn't no, not just a ten. No, he. he, he Best positions are a number eight, so an advanced midfielder, or mm. a number 10. Yeah, this is where he affects the game more than anywhere else. So, the lineup when I saw the lineup today, I wasn't surprised, I was disappointed, but I wasn't surprised. Um, because I wasn't quite sure how he'd play it. Lampard's doing this weird thing where he's experimenting, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. His experiments are just looking very, very daft. Um, it's baffling. We're really and truly, it's baffling. And I look at Havertz and I look at a player that is playing under a manager that doesn't really know how to get the best out of him. I mean, the fact that Havertz came out about a week ago and said, um, yeah, his best position is number 10 and Lampard plays him right wing. And then today he plays him false nine 
then plays him left wing, like mid game. Yeah, no surprises that he's not performing well. No surprises, and in particular when you've got a, a team that. They're not playing to your strengths. It's going to be very, very difficult for you to to shine. It's going to be very, very difficult. Especially Havertz needs touches. He needs to he gets on the ball. He needs to get on the ball to make things happen. If you're not going to, you know, if, if you're not going to, especially against Brighton, you're not going to play a possession-based game, and you're, you're just going to have him playing wide and tracking back and then not seeing any touches of the ball. Then of course you're going to, like you say, you're you're wondering, oh, where on earth is Havertz? He's not seeing the ball. It's weird. I, I, Lampard's setup today was so crazy to me. But seeing Mason Mount start didn't shock me at all. Even though I think it's stupid playing him out wide, especially putting him out wide on the right hand side. If your plan is to stop um, Robertson from advancing, and if you're if you're playing Timo Werner wide to stop Trent Alexander Arnold, and actually, you know, I can understand Timo Werner wide. I can understand that because he's a counter threat and he's a threat in behind. Um, Trent so that left hand channel was always open the pass was always there but again decent opportunities as well he had the two decent but if he were again if you if that channel's always open you're gonna want players to try and exploit it right mm-hmm. well what do you do you get have you get Havertz in the area where he receives the ball and able to pass it but what do you do no I'll put Havertz right up top against Virgil van Dijk where he's barely gonna see the ball Crazy, absolutely crazy. So the people that are tasked with making Arteta, the transition Arteta passes, that, by the way, means uh, 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 well, maybe, maybe not. But the 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 man, the the, the players that are um, tasked with doing the tra- transitional passing, Mason Mount on the right hand side, um, Alonso, who I don't want to talk about his passing and how lax and lazy he is, and Kovacic. Um, Kovacic for me isn't the most progressive passer and uh, it doesn't really break lines with passing he breaks lines with his, his, his dribbling and carrying um, Alonso again sloppy and lazy so everything that Timo's getting is not of quality in terms of passes um, the moments that he did get in he wasn't I wouldn't say yeah well, wasn't, wasn't razor sharp but again I saw those openings that came I think it was only like two, two times he got in and I saw those open. I'm thinking, if that pass comes in more frequently, he's going to bag. He's going to he's going to score. You know what I mean? That was always on. That pass was always on, but he just wasn't really getting it. Um, it was just poor, man. It was poor. I didn't feel like Liverpool had to do. It's another one of those frustrating games where Liverpool had, didn't have to do much or anything to win the game. It's just again individual errors that kill you. Um, but yeah. individual errors fall in the it. it, it Individual errors are within the whole ecosystem of your team not being set up to win, or your team not being set up in a in a in a decent enough manner to win. So Lampard starting Mason Mount, Lampard starting um, Kepa, Lampard starting Alonso, baffling decisions to me. Considering that Kepa was out of the side and wasn't trusted to start a game for us in the crunch time, the crunch period of last season, which was two or well, about four weeks ago. But now you're starting him again, where he's made two mistakes in two games. I can't blame anyone else but Lampard in that situation because Caballero doesn't make those errors. Like, Caballero's not a great goalkeeper by any means, but he doesn't make those errors. So who else am I going to blame? I can't blame Kepa for being rubbish. Kepa is rubbish. I can blame Lampard for picking a rubbish keeper because that's the manager's decision. You know what I mean? So that, that falls on Lampard's head. 
As much as Lampard wants to say, oh, yes, an individual error, blah, 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 Kepa knows it's a mistake. Well, Frank, you need to recognise you picked this player. You picked him. So you know, and, and you know he's, he's capable of blunders. You know it. He did one last week. So does it every week. He does it every week. So it it's just... keeps on giving. Bro, it's, cra- it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. So I don't, I don't have any sympathy for Lampard for, um, in terms of the loss. I think that he's definitely at fault for the loss. Um, again, it's not, it was so much of a nothing game up until this. And obviously, we could talk about this, the sending off. Like Chris Jensen, obviously, that, that killed us. Mental. That absolutely Mental. killed us. It was, just, it was such a stupid decision. It was a stupid decision from him because he sees Kepa coming out. And obviously, his thoughts are Kepa's not getting that. Kepa's not getting that. So he has to do something to affect Mane. If you're going to do something to affect Mane, fine. But putting your arms around him entirely, blatantly, to foul him. I couldn't believe the referee gave yellow. I couldn't believe the referee gave yellow. I thought it was a straight. I thought it was a red, straight. I thought it was a straight. I was like, that's straight red. And yeah. then he gave it yellow. I'm like, oh. But then I'm like, well, this VAR, fuck it. It's red. Yeah, exactly. it's red. Yeah. We weren't even, yeah. like, we were in the live chat. We weren't even thinking about, oh, yeah, that has to, we weren't even, we weren't screaming, we weren't shouting. We're just like, it's, it's a red. It's a red. Because we knew VAR was coming. We're just like, fuck it. It's a red. It is what it is. Because we just know the grappling, the arms round him. Yeah. And the only thing that could have possibly saved him is if Mane was offside. Mane wasn't offside. Only thing that could have even saved him even more of a smidgen is Kepa got the ball before, before um, Christensen grabbed him. But Christensen was already on him before yeah. Kepa was anywhere in the shot. So, yeah. red card. Yeah. Deserve red card. Christensen, again, Christensen was fantastic against Brighton. I mean, imperious performance. But this is what Christian does, he does to you. I, I tweeted it after the Brighton game. I said, look, Christensen, no, you're not going to do this again. You're not going to rope me back in and say, okay, you know what? You got No, you know what? It is what it is. You are a type of player that will give you a decent performance or good performance even, but always follow it up with mishap. Always follow it up with calamity. Um, so that, that, that came and that was coming. I, I was expecting that to come in like three or four games, but today... Of course, yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, done that for. Harold, I'll let you come in. And um, obviously, it was a game that you capitalised on Chelsea's errors. And did you did you feel comfortable in the game up until the sending off, or um, did you feel like the goal was coming? Yeah. So I was saying on the Discord live, and that the pattern of the game was was like, okay, we're both feeling each other out. I feel like both teams were wary of each other's threats. Chelsea more more so because obviously they've they played against us with these same attacking players. Liverpool less so because they haven't actually played against a Havertz or, or a Werner as yet. So they're feeling them out a little bit. And then about, let's say, 10 minutes in, Liverpool started to dominate possession. And then I was feeling, okay, this is still Chelsea. We're still away from home, but, but, albeit there's no fans. We need to get a goal. So that was my thinking. Like, there's no point dominating a, a period of the game where you have nothing to show for it because possession means absolutely nothing. So up until, I felt like we were comfortable. So to answer your question, I felt like we, we were comfortable. I didn't feel like we were under any, any pieces of threat um, too much. Werner was a spark, but Fabinho did really well on him. And I think, they, I think he targeted him um, to probably his own detriment, actually. And, 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 like, and like me said, Havertz on and Van Dijk was, was as, to borrow the words of Shaquille O'Neal, that was barbecue chicken for, for Virgil Van Dijk. It was, it was, it was, it was never, there's never going to be a threat. Um, Small boy at him, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just, it, it, like, even if he were to win an aerial duel, 
Van Dyke would leave something on it, maybe like, my goodness, I feel like an entire house just fell on me, kind of thing. Like, like when, like when SCM barged that woman in the charity game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so me, so me said, I said that woman. I'm sure it was Leanne Sanderson. She's a footballer. Sure, uh, I said that. That was. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. So, answer your question. I feel like we were comfortable. I just, I didn't feel like it was. Apart, me feel like it was a matter of time, but I didn't see the chances to back up that claim. Do you know what I mean? Up until that point, anyway. Mm. Uh, talk, talk to me about your new signings though. You got some shiny new signings yourself. You got Thiago who came on and uh, he was breaking records already in that in that second half apparently. Yeah, it was it was a, it was a fairly quite long worded that uh, that that stat that you're talking about from. I think it was yeah. Um, I think it was Opta. Um, but you was, like you, you're a basketball guy. You like all those weird stats where it's like I, I the, hate the all most points stats. scored in the last two minutes I, of the. I football. hate I hate all those yeah. stats. Those um, if, stats if, if it's America, I think, I think if it's if it's football, I think it becomes a little bit less relevant to basketball. I think it's different. It's a different type of thing. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but even in basketball bees, like some of those, some of those stats are just rubbish. Like they're just, <laughs> just they're, they're just literally, you know, Americans. I feel like you just get to the point where it's like, oh, we need to make sure everything is like exaggerative and like, oh my goodness, another incredible milestone. When really it's like, okay, this has this means nothing. Like, who cares if you scored the most freeze um hopping on one leg in in the fourth quarter in 2019? Like, it's some dumb bespoke stats, but this one. Um, slightly, slightly less so in comparison to basketball, but it was that like, he had the most, had uh, more completed passes than anyone in the Chelsea team, despite only coming on at half time. And that is the most of like a new transfer or something like that, anyway, as it went on. Oh, that's so shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's shit, man. It got a lot of retweets. It got, it got ratioed. You know the vibes. <laughs> It's yeah, not like an old man there, Luke. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so about our, our new signings. So, so Joel came on at halftime for an injured uh, Henderson. And honestly, I was, I was, I was just like, rah, this guy's actually a Liverpool player. Like, yeah. the only size when you're like, flip. Like, this is actually balling in my team. This is our, this is, before we were saying to our, um, in the Liverpool chat, and like, this is the best player we've ever signed before they developed themselves at, at Liverpool. This is our, oh. this, is our mo- this is our biggest, our best transfer we've ever made. Well, I, I'll say best transfer, but our best signing that we've, we've, mm-hmm. we've ever made. In the, the profile-wise, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The fact that he's already established as a world-class talent. Like, I can't tell you who before. You can, I guess you could have um, Morientes and maybe Torres, but not to the level of, of, of Thiago. So he came on at halftime. And the kind of balls he was playing, mate, Henderson, Henderson could wish. He made a good ball to Marley before half time, but mate. It, to be fair to Henderson, though, it was a good pass for the for the sending off. It, it was a good pass, but if the Sky Sports. Thiago would be proud. Upped it, they upped it a bit too much. It was a good, it was a good technique, pass. The technique looked a bit brazy. What, what, what did you. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Hendo, that's, that's, that's Hendo. I can't lie. He's very right. stiff. Henderson's pass yeah. was very stiff. But you yeah. see, see Thiago, yeah, when he comes in, yeah. Everything's a drip. Like the first pass he did was a no look pass. It went straight to Kante, but it don't matter. It, was, <laughs> it, was very, very, it don't matter, bro. It, it don't matter. You know, everyone's just like, it don't matter. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you see it and you're like, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bam, it don't matter. You're just like, yeah, fucking wavy. Like, I get it. Yeah, so he, so obviously he come on and then we scored him in the, within the first five minutes of the second half. And I was like, okay, cool. And from that moment when we scored, because I, I feel it was a good goal. I, I think Mies would be quite critical of Chelsea's defence. Um, but it was, it was, it was, it was, it was well worked. I played in track, uh, Firmino's run. I can't remember who it was on the right-hand side. And he come in and, and then uh, Mane had a header. I'm sure Mies will touch on it in, in, in a little bit. Yeah. But, but after that moment, I felt like Chelsea just went into their own shell. They were like, you know what? 
we've, we've, we've lost this game. And I feel like it's a cop-out. We've said this on Discord Live and that saying, oh, 10 men. Yes, yeah, like, oh, I can't do anything. Can't do anything about it. Yeah. But that, that's, that just can't be the excuse. But before I let Meads go on, um, yeah, Thiago Targa was good. Like, I can't say he was great or anything. He had a few misplaced passes, but the techniques were, 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 were nice. This is nice the thing. Play. This is the thing. This is why you're... <laughs> <laughs> this is what it is, yeah. It's just a sh- it's shiny new toy syndrome, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It Look, is. I'll tell you now. Thiago was it was alright. Uh, I, I, I was okay. I said okay. Gave away a penalty as well. Yeah, I said alright. Right. <laughs> I was saying it was good, but he didn't drip. He gave away drip. This is the thing. This is the thing. You know what I'm saying? So this is the thing, yeah. Thiago, I think he wasn't great. He wasn't great at all, really. But he's so wavy. Fuck it. I get it. I get it. For me, for me, I'll tell you now, if I had Thiago and he put in that performance, I wouldn't care. I'll say, fuck it. Wavy. Because he's fucking wavy. It don't matter. I, it don't matter. I, I genuinely don't really care. So I wouldn't even criticise the performance. It weren't a great performance, but fuck it, you've got Thiago. It's one of them ones, yeah? Means quickly before you get into Chelsea, sorry. Just like I don't know about you, man, but I remember when Thiago was at Barca. There's there's something he's been doing that he's been doing since his debut. Like even if we low key ignored the first touch and the spraying of the passes and the way he finds space, have you noticed, yeah, the way he gets out of situations? He will do skills that like adults or will be doing against the fullback, but he will make it look like he actually has to do that in that situation. Mm. Like as the manager is probably assigned to him, oi, if this happens, bust an elastico and move. And, <laughs> and, and, like, I think within like five minutes, I've, he definitely hit a reverse flip-flap on somebody on the edge of the box and just kept it moving. I was like, why he's did you do got, that? He's got, you know what it is, yeah? You know when your tech is so high that you have mm. the audacity to do it, but it's so normal to you, bro. It's like, it's, it's second nature. It's not like he's, he's doing it to show out. It's just, it's second nature. That style is just second nature to him, bro. He's that gone. He's that gone. Technically, he's that gone. But, um... Last, last bit on the game, then, lads, before we move on to the last game. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to do a deep, or just a quick quick one on the goal. Um, So, on the, on the goal, yeah, given our, our setup, I wasn't surprised at how that, how that transpired because Liverpool's strongest when it comes to the way they attack their strongest means of attack is out wide um, so Lampard's decision after the sending off bringing on Tomori fanta- you play fantastically by the way but bringing on Tomori right decision but leaving Mason Mount on the pitch crazy decision um, particularly you leave him on the pitch as a second striker so you play a 4-3-2 alright well you know that Liverpool are strongest out wide. You know Liverpool are going to overload because you've now got no winger on the other side or either side of them. They're going to overload. Liverpool's biggest threat, even if it's 11 versus 11, is out wide. You played Mason Mount out wide to stop Robertson. But why would you put him back? Well, you, you move him in central. You move him centrally. And now Reese James has got a 2v1 always. You've got Alonso with a 2v1 always. What, what what are you doing? So, again, they worked it. Alonso got worked with a one-two. And then the cross goes in. Mane heads it from the other side. It was basic. It was, it was a great goal. Don't get it twisted. It was a great goal, given the setup that Chelsea had. If Chelsea had a back five, it'd be a lot more difficult to play through us in that regard. And, again, you're going to have someone covering on the, on the right-hand side that could possibly track that run. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have an extra body that could possibly track that run or make Mane make a different run. 
But what you do, you play four three three. Uh, you play four three two, and you make it. Oh, you, it's open. It's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. I, I, I'm not having it. Wild. Let's let's move on to the last game then. Uh, Leicester against Burnley. Um, comprehensive win for Leicester. They won four two, so they are top of the table. Um, still no, still no James Madison starting. Yeah, really? that, yeah, that, um, James Madison overrated. Um, that game was a nothing game. It was kind of shit. That's why we decided to record the podcast early today. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, listeners' questions. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's so disgraceful. We could have still a quick summary. Leicester pammed them to dust. Yeah, quite simply. It. And and um, Burnley and and when you get a chance, go through Burnley's team sheet and just read it out to yourself. It's it's quite it's quite interesting. Brexit means Brexit. It's quite simple. It, Brexit yeah. means Brexit. Yeah, exactly. And Jamie Jamie um, Vardy didn't get on the score sheet. No, but he got a couple of assists, I think, or one assist, I think, or something. You know the vibes. Yeah, I'm going to do some quick fire listeners questions. All right, so I'll probably go to just individuals and do it that way. Um, Seb, what month do you think Chelsea will sack Frank Lampard this season? That's from Chris Dot Dede. <laughs> I feel like Lampard makes it to the end of the uh, to the end of the season um, and wins the FA Cup. So not this season. Okay, Meads, do you concur? I mean, I think he gets a season. I think he gets a season. I don't think that they're going to pull the plug just yet, but I think he gets a season. Okay. Um, uh, Kyrie G says, on what reasoning do you give as to why both Zaha and Grealish signed their big contract extensions with Palace and Villa, respectively, knowing full well they'll include no release clause and must be priced out of a move to a big club? Thoughts on that, guys? Because I think it's ridiculous. I think it's fucking stupid that Greenish has just signed his new contract. I know it's all about security and stuff like that, but he he's a 24, he's 24. He's 24, 25 or whatever it is. So like this contract's going to take him into his 30s. I think like, part of it I don't I don't like the word loyalty in sports. Like I know for the courtside man I know it gets flung around in in basketball and how like, you know, it's it's just thrown around so much. I think there's probably an element of Grealish probably thinks to himself, you know, maybe I might get my move one day when I'm a bit more established, but let me make sure that Villa are are well paid for their services to my career. Do you know what I mean? Maybe maybe there's just a part of him that wants to make sure Villa is sorted if he does eventually go. But then on the flip side, it's like, well, they have been technically asking for like 70, 80 million already. So I don't know why I'm going. Mm. I felt the same. I think when when it got announced, I think everyone in the group chat was like, what the actual hell is he doing? You know what I mean? And it was almost quite similar quite similar to the reaction when Zaha um, signed this deal. But we also need to bear in mind that, yeah, these are literally their childhood clubs. And they've given them the platform to be pro footballers. They've given them the platform to, to be where they are. That's not to say that they're talented getting them there, but obviously the opportunity did too. Um, so I understand it from a, a business perspective and there may be a gentleman's agreement as if uh, a transfer fee, um, if, if a transfer comes of a certain X amount, then you could leave. But we already know that Zaha got shagged in that regard. So it's very, very difficult to, to trust these clubs on their word. But, Maybe, maybe, also, just maybe, maybe Grealish didn't back himself. Maybe Grealish just thought, you know what? 
Yeah. I, this this, I, this just might be me. Could this be might like, be me. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? Like this area, this yeah. might just be me. Why do I need change? You know what I mean? Like, this just might just be me. You know what I mean? So, you know, the Tottenham link that used to be there is no longer there. Manchester United, they had interest, but they bought the Donny van der Beek. So like, well, you know, it's like just me being, and it's fine. You know what I mean? Because he, he, could, he could run down the contract for another two years, and there's three years left after, he'll be 27. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's not that mu- it's not that crazy of a of a decision. I also think that there's a relegation clause in there. I don't I don't know for sure, but there must be to some extent. So we'll see, man. I don't think it's that bad. Just just on that topic though, Omni Wrench twelve thousand asked, do you think England should copy Spain with mandatory release clauses? I I don't think they should. I think it should no, be down to each option, player or whatever. Yeah. Players should just players should just be more on their agents to make sure they have that security. I think that, yeah. I think that's what it is really. Yeah. Right. Yes, just just on that. Sorry, it's going a bit it's going a bit long. I think the podcast is really long anyway. Um, just on that note, I think Zaha. I think he's understanding that. Uh, he's getting on a little bit now. He's a bit older. I think he's he's he's. I think people forget he actually used to play for United. Like he's had that big money move and it didn't work out. So maybe maybe he's a bit burned by that. He's, he's comfortable where he is. Fair enough. Um, and Grealish, I feel like maybe I think there's two ways you can think about it. It's all about his mentality. First of all, if someone gives me the bag, I'm I'm securing it. I, I think he's I think his mother raised him well, first and foremost. For <laughs> that bag, first and foremost, listen. Um, and if you he probably thinking I balled out last year and United still don't want me. Okay, cool. Say nine. Let me let, let me get my bag. I'll ball out again. I'll make it so that I am good enough to the point where they're like, you know what? They're going to raise it, make an offer for a 25, 26-year-old Grealish to where they're like, you know what? Villa aren't interested and I'm going to move on. And hopefully... Nobody like- could afford him. It's not that we didn't want him. It's that it's we just, asked, yeah. we asked. They said 80 million. You know, I said, ah, you know, you man, chill there. Donny, that's that's my thing, and it's the same as it's the same as Madison as well. United went in for Madison. They started talking ridiculous amounts of money. So, so then to then sign a contract, increasing your value even more, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. So that's United's fault though, because they paid eighty million for a felon. So that's what I was gonna say. It's this is what happens when you don't regulate your own spending. No respect. Now, like no respect for the market whatsoever, because now especially in certain positions where you have spent significant amounts of money, clubs are going to look at that and then have relative, they're going to relatively add on to their own transfer fee. They're going to look at Grealish. They're going to no, look at... That's just bro, English any, tax, though, Yeah, no, no, no but, any, but anyone now, though, anyone, anyone that you're looking at, they're going to be thinking Manchester United, and this is what always happens to United. United always get finessed because they know that you're going to pay it eventually. You're going to kick and whine, say, oh, we're not going to pay here. We're not going to pay on the deadline. But you're going to pay it eventually because that's what you lot do. It is what you uh, lot do. I ain't going to lie. We, ain't done that. We, we, we haven't done that in a while. You know, okay, Bruno, Bruno, Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes. No, it wasn't 60, 60 million pounds. Pound. It was 45 million pounds. <laughs> and we chased it for 18 months. And we made sure we got the fee lower than it was. So the same with Bruno. Same million, with, yeah? We didn't, we didn't, we didn't buy Bruno for six. Uh, let, let me do another question. Wavy asks, so far this weekend, we've seen an outrageous number of high scoring games, 39 goals in eight games so far. Do you think that's more down to poor defending or great attacking? If, before we answer that question, I can confirm it was 80 million euros, 67.6 mil. 
Bruv, I was about to say Man City 45 Bro, look at you, look at you, fam. 67.6. We did not buy Bruno for 67 points. You know what? That's the highest fee I've ever heard. It's impossible. We didn't buy it. We didn't buy it. You went for 67. It's 45 initial fee, 21 add-ons. Exactly, add-ons. Okay, so what? That's why you want to cheat. Okay. No, nasty. We didn't. we bought. This isn't that Martial add-on where it's like, oh, no, yeah. these are Ballon d'Or stuff, man. No, Ballon d'Or things. You're not all paid, actually. He'll probably win the Ballon d'Or this, this year from, bro, from it's, it's, about it's, 37 penalties. So. Bro, it's on the BBC, you know. It's on the BBC, fam. We know about the BBC, you know, you can, though. You can trust the BBC. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Going back to that wavy question. Yes, please, Harold. Yes, yes. Can, can you repeat the question, please? <laughs> so um, he said, after seeing uh, an outrageous amount of goals this weekend, thirty-nine goals in eight games, is it down to poor attacking, a uh, bad, uh, poor defending, or, or great attacking? Uh, poor defending. Can't lie. We, I, I, I was going to say a bit of both, but that's a cop out, man. Listen, it's terrible defending. These men are on banner. Uh, Southampton, <laughs> Southampton were playing. Yeah, Southampton were, playing, were, on Southampton were on absolute crud. They were on dumbness. Southampton um, were on banter. Man United like, were on banter. Leeds were on banter. Like, Fulham were on banter. Like, West Brom were on banter. Like, oh, this is too easy. Even <laughs> Everton were on banter against West Brom. Honestly, even Everton. So all these, all these banter, all joke, is in it. Like it's, a, I get that we're getting more quality in the Premier League now, which is always great to see. But predominantly, it's the really bad defending, man. Mm. It has to be. Like, even, even, even look at what Kepa did. Like, well, go on. What are you doing? Kick the ball away. So, yeah, we didn't even talk about that, did we? Yeah, yeah fact, you want to end it early, Lou. We we so, early, we've, we've covered so much. And, and I think on that it's note, we should probably leave It's a two-hour pod. pod, bro. It? It's nearly a bloody two-hour pod. Fucking hell. So um, mm. on that note, guys, we are going to leave it there. Um, Ahari, thank you for joining us and representing Spurs. You can go and listen Love to me. the TLF. Is it called Touchline Hotspurs now or TLF Touchline, Hotspur? Touchline Hotspur. Touchline Hotspur. 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 We've got Mies from Chelsea Hour. We've got Seb. Uh, you're going to be on Mogga tomorrow? Of course. Yep. Harold, you got Coppin and you got me from, from Touchy Gunners. We will be giving our thoughts in a more expansive podcast this week. So, yeah, leave a review. Uh, use the hashtag Touchline Frackers and tell a friend about us. And we'll be back next week as well. So, see you later, guys. That's one. Boom. Cheers. Uh, All good. That's it. Yeah. So that should go into the Zoom now, and I'll just download it. Go put a million million ads on that, mate. Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot. And Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. Sports Social Podcast Network.